Welcome all fellow wannabes. Welcome to the show. You are listening to Game Club from Wannabe Critic Productions. I'm one of your hosts, Gabriel Fast, and joining me for this this uh, interesting uh, game that we're talking about this episode, we have Mikey Collins, a fellow wannabe. We have uh, Ethan Maestri, a semi semi regular wannabe, I would say. It, it, you know, I, I would you know, you're like a you're like an honorary wannabe at this point. And then also, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, did I did I did I stop you? I go was for just gonna it. say present. Present. <laughs> Present. And then also we have a newcomer, uh, the other half of Age of Geek, as well as um, Drive Back the Night and Andromeda series podcast. We have Ryan Mazzocco. Ryan, how are you feeling? Good today? Day. I'm, I'm very excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. Wow. So we're, are you going to do it that, that the whole time? I mean, you can if you want to. I mean, I'm sure the listeners would find it entertaining, but... You know, he's got a mouthful of food. Mikey, I'm sorry. We glossed right over nobody, you as usual. Nobody knows me. I can be whoever I want. That's true. You could, you could, you can answer the phones and be like, hello, mate. You know, like, <laughs> like uh, Kevin awful. from the, from the office. You know what I mean? <laughs> or give, give us your best cobble pot right now. Oi, oi, just SOB killed 40 of our men. We can't let them get away. I just, I just, that, that part just happened to me the other or earlier because I just beat the game tonight. I hate Nolan North. I just dislike him. We we've established this. Moving on. Moving on. Whoa. Moving on. There's just I just don't. There's like him. a hot take right I there. Just, I just don't like him. He's in everything, and it's just so He's such a nice guy. Frustrating. Yeah. Is, is he though? What? Is he? Why though? you got to bust Nolan really North's chops? Is he? Just okay. because yeah. he's successful. No, no, that's fine. I, dude, I don't care. I don't care about the success. That's great. I just, I just don't like him. All right. There goes no. that interview. And he's fine. Maybe, maybe, maybe that would actually be the thing that would actually make him be like, oh, no, no, dude, definitely not, dude. Own this. Just yeah. make as big a stink and ruckus about Nolan North, and then he'll <laughs> finally, he'll probably respond to you on Twitter at some point and be like, hey, dude, why you got to be like that? And yeah. then you're like, would you like to come on my show and talk about it? Boom, you're in. That's exactly my plan. It's like he shows Good up. Plan. I'm like, I'm like, it's a great plan. I'm like, he's like, so what's the problem? I'm like. You remember that guy you played in The Last of Us that was eating people? Yeah, I don't like you because that. <laughs> in all seriousness, now getting on, no one cares about Nolan North, and no one cares about me and my feelings about Nolan North. All right, Mikey, we glossed right over you as usual. How are you feeling, bro? Good, tired. Okay, all yeah, of, I'm, all I'm, the normal I'm, stuff. I'm, I'm really glad we asked. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Me too. No, I'm just kidding. thanks for coming back around. <laughs> Oh my God, it gets me every time. Gentlemen, it's uh, it's good to be here with you. Ethan, it's been a while since we sat down to record, uh, you know, the next podcast in our Arkham discussion. Uh, we obviously just can't, you know, we, we both blitzed through Arkham Asylum and Arkham City pretty hard, you know, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the last time we got together to record was back in November. Is that true? Oh boy, no, 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 no. We, we recorded both Arkham Asylum and Arkham City early January. Early January. It was right after the yeah, it was at okay. right after the first of the year. Okay, gotcha. I get I get confused, you know, in my feeble age. I just wanted to double check. But it's been it feels like a lifetime, honestly, because honestly, I have not been able to play this game the way I wanted to um the past, you know, month or so. Uh I have just been playing like an hour here and there, you know, and getting stuck in some places and being like, I'm tired, like I gotta go to sleep. And, you know, it's just, it's been, it, it has been, uh, it, it, it was like whenever we tried to play Mass Effect and I just could not sit down 
to like make time to try and like make a lot of headway on the game. And um, I'm glad I got through it though. My plan was I could have finished it last night, but I wanted to kind of like have the ending fresh in mind. Cause there's a lot that's happening, you know, that like 80, that like 90% onwards, you know, towards the end of the game, there's a lot that happens there. And uh, I, I remembered that from last time. So I, just, I wanted to have it fresh in mind, you know, and, and try and be able to search my feelings as much as possible for this episode. Cause this is, this is a, I think this is a, a, a big topic for video games in general. You know, I think the, the, the question that comes up is, you know, which is the best, which is the better game? Like a lot of people prefer Arkham Knight. A lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people prefer Arkham Knight. A lot of people prefer Arkham City. There's people out there that think Arkham Asylum is the best game. And what the thing that I have learned throughout this entire process though, is the Arkham games are some of the best games ever made. Um, I think we can all definitively, definitively say that since we've all played uh, the mainline series. Um, go ahead, Ethan. I, I, I don't have perspective and I will le- lean on you and Mikey heavily for this, but I, I have heard a lot of discussions about Spider-Man and though the, that game in particular, the what, 20, 2018. what was it? 2014, no, 18. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. Off the PS4. I have not played it. Mm. How does this stack up? Now that you've gone back to back to back, how does this stack up? Um, can is it like comparing apples to oranges? It is. Or okay, it is. In fact, I'll, Mikey, go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say, and then I'll I'll add on to it. I mean, they Spider Man kind of takes what, um, like the Arkham series already like made good, and just kind of capitalizes on that. They they don't really do a lot different except the powers (laughs) it's basically kind of the same storytelling and then at the end there's usually a twist and then there's really cool dlc but i mean there's not much change except that you're spider-man and it's actually really i I think it's more of a light game than this it's easier to play you don't have to you don't feel like you have to play it to get the story you can really just pick it up whenever whereas this i feel like you kind of need to be more in like paying attention to what's going on while you're listening to the story. Whereas that is like, I don't know. I want to piggyback off of Mikey really quick before you go, Ethan. I, I think it, like you said, it's like comparing apples to oranges in a lot of ways because you have two inherently different object. That's the wrong word. Objectively different styles of characters. spider-man has some dark moments that is not the thing that is featured within the spider-man story you know it's all about heart and it's all about you know light light light-hearted your friendly neighborhood spider-man whereas batman has a dark deep approach to it um you know serial killers murderers detective comics you know it's it is two objectively different things and i think the best way to say it is spider-man 2018 makes you feel like spider-man Whereas this game makes you, you know, Arkham, the Arkham series makes you feel like each game makes you feel more and more like Batman, you know, as you go along. So it's really, they take a lot of the core mechanics and systems, you know what I mean? And I think each is complex in their own way. Like, I think it's way easier to pick up and swing around in Spider-Man, you know, and like figure out the more arcadey type controls. Whereas I think with Batman, it's a lot more precise and in some ways I think is a little bit deeper, especially in terms of combat, but they're so similar, you know, in terms of like actual execution. (laughs) 
So, you know, it's, it's hard to say like which one's better. How does it stack up? Because they're just so different. I think they both equally achieve the pedigree of excellence. You know, they both achieve a, a solid, basically all the praise that, that, that those games get along stacked up alongside each other, I think are matched, you know, in every sense of the word, basically. I, I just, I always, when I hear this argument, I always come around, there's an ancient Chinese proverb that says, um, if you're going to be someone, be yourself, unless you can be Batman, then be Batman. <laughs> and I really feel like that is the, that is the, the pinnacle is if you can play Batman, then you have played the ultimate, you've played the ultimate hero game. That's just how I look at it. Now, I understand there are Spider-Man fans out there. What what other superhero games are there out there that are good besides these two? Oof, that's hard. Um, people would argue the infamous games are really good. Um, and those are superhero games. But are we talking mm, like okay. comic? Are we talking like comics? Yeah, comic. Yeah. Man, because everything else, it's it's kind of a wasteland. Yeah. And so now we've got these three really good Arkham games. And I feel like it's kind of hard to yeah, the apples and oranges thing makes sense to me because while Spider-Man may be good and it may innovate and, and do things that you don't get in Arkham, that's great and all. But man, this thing, this is a solid uh, through line, through story all the way th- through all three of these. Now, And I really appreciate them for that. I love what you're saying. I love what you're saying here. And we're going to get into the main topic, I swear. But this is Game Club from Wannabe Critic Productions and we do what we want here, just so you know. Um I think Spider-Man 2018 improves on a lot of the core things that make you know that Arkham not that the Arkham series hit in its peak. So it takes those things and innovates on them and makes them you know never once in Spider-Man do I go like oh god like that was like oh my god you should sue somebody like I never like say that you know what I mean like it's just always it, you feel, I mean just the way it makes you feel it's really hard to describe without playing it and you know i i think is it more refined is it more refined than what you get in the three arkham games the combat i think is yeah 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 and the gadgets the gadgets are way more you know your gadgets in in the arkham games do very specific things and you can have the quick fire stuff and yada 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 but the way they use gadgets i mean these are the guys that made ratchet and clank you know some of the best action adventure games ever it's more seamless probably it is because it's, it's just so easy to switch and you can you you think of all of your gadgets talk to each other. So like if you throw the gravity, well, if you, you know, that makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah, If you throw out the, the electrifying, you know, drone, and then you throw the gravity, well, like all those guys are going to come together and like your gadgets talk to each other and the way your web powers work. And like each suit has a different like thing that it does. And just the level of customization. Whereas in Arkham, well, Arkham Knight in particular, (laughs) you're sitting there holding your Swiss army knife in your hand and they're like, Oh God, what did this do again? Wait, no, it's this one. God, why is that always the freaking thing? I'm like, scrolling yes. around I'm like i'll pick the wrong one i'm like frick i, I didn't mean yes. to do that it takes 10 yeah. seconds to bring the menu back up it's like yeah. even in arkham knight it was still a little clunky it was cumbersome yeah no so i think you know you, you bring up a good a good uh a good thing to you know kind of start the show with and i think this is going to be really good inter- interesting discussion gentlemen so um ladies and gentlemen uh before we get too too far into it, we're going to do a little bit of a catch-up you know you guys can get to get, get to know ryan a little bit um you know he's been pretty quiet just listening and i appreciate that before i get too deep into it i just wanted to say that uh this 
podcast is in fact sponsored by patreon.com slash wannabe critic. Uh, our Patreon producers for the month of February are HH Waxbar, Zoe Chanel, Luke Collins, and Jennifer McNamara. So um, thank you to our Patreon producers. Really appreciate it. Also, go check out popcultusa.com, the link down below. They got dope merch. In fact, I got to show you guys something. They sent me something really funny. One sec. I got to, you know, do the thing. I took my headphones off. Give me a sec. So uh, I get like a quarterly um, thing and they sent me this. So um, <laughs> you might you might want to go check that out. You can use my code to get funny stuff like that. And they have all kinds of fandoms you can go check out. Also, Raise Energy. I love them. They keep they keep they keep letting me say, you know, use my code. So there's that. I prefer great bubblegum. It's delicious. So thank you to all those people. And uh, without further ado, let's officially get into our discussion ryan i want to throw it to you for a minute i've known you for so long me you ethan we used to play in a band together it was good times mm -hmm. it was it was the best of times it was the best of times you know what i mean like i don't believe in the worst of times uh it was good there times. were no worst times the worst times were better than most any times anybody else has ever had yeah no it's true like <laughs> on, on, a, on a bad night it was like man we didn't sound very good but it was still fun you know we still would rock the house and it was a good time uh, I always remember, you know, me and Ethan, because, you know, I, I spent some time on Age of Geek as well. I remember some of the first conversations we had together on Age of Geek. It was kind of like looking at you through a new lens. You know what I mean? Um, also, if you hear that beeping. It's on my end. There's not a bomb going off anywhere. Um, I remember me and Ethan, you know, Ethan was talking about, I think, Mass Effect or something. And he was talking about, like, how gorgeous it is. Like, oh, Mass Effect such a gorgeous game. And you looked at him like, what? What do you mean, get, like? Dude, I play Madden, right? I play Madden 02 or whatever it was. On the you're talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. It was 06. 06, right. Yeah. I mean, you're from the Stone Age, so it doesn't matter either way. I mean, it's one and the same. So mm -hmm. uh, anyways, but now since then, you have, in fact, been gaming a lot, you know, and here, I mean, you're here for this discussion. Um, uh, I have to ask, like, what what has your opinion been as someone who went, you know, because obviously, well, like, you you kind of correct me if I'm wrong. You kind of started with Minecraft, right, a little bit, and then you went to Elite Dangerous. Then you spent some time in like Red Dead and stuff like that, and then you kind of started exploring stuff on Game Pass. And then you know, all of a sudden, like these Batman games come up, and you you know, I hear you talking about playing the Arkham games. So is that pretty much how it happened? Yeah, um, that's exactly how it happened. I don't really think I need to say anything else. Great, that's awesome. Yeah. So the time you spent with the Arkham games, you know that that those are some those are some games to go. I mean, Minecraft is. I, I'm just now getting into survival myself, and I'm thinking like, God, where has this been the past ten years for me? You know what I mean? And it makes me sad that I'm enjoying myself now. So to know that that's kind of where you started, and got to go, and then now you kind of branched off into elite dangerous which is like a more com a way more complex but same similar type of casual idea but there's some complex systems in there that i think would even challenge a seasoned gamer and you spent a lot of time in it so to go from all of these really you know these pretty easy you know an easy game like minecraft to like a more complex game like that it seems like those games age pretty well over time now, whenever you jump into the Arkham games, was it kind of a seamless experience for you? I mean, what was your first what was your first impression whenever you played like Arkham Asylum? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a little bit different, but um, it, we've talked about over on Age of Geek before. The games that I play 
um, they don't have end credits. And that's kind of been the way it's always been for me because I play games like Madden where your, your career just continues on. And um, Minecraft, you know, you just, it's a sandbox. You just play forever. Elite Dangerous, you just play for as long as you want. And, uh, and, then, and then I got to the Arkham series and um, that was something a little different, just really kind of in that respect because I actually had an objective the game gave me an objective, I should say. Um, and it, that was something that I hadn't really experienced a whole lot before. Um, so, but as far as the transition going from one game to the other, it, it really wasn't that hard. I didn't, I, it, I didn't feel, it didn't feel that difficult to me. Uh, the gameplay in Arkham, I felt suited me uh, because we talk about like the 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 combat and things like that, and to me, it's I love the style of it's because I am absolutely terrible. It's one of the reasons that I never became a gamer is because I'm just terrible at combos and this button and this and do then do and then no, I just can't do it. I die all the time. That's all I do is die. And that's no fun for me. So I just don't play video games. I can win Super Bowls and Madden. So that was fun. Um, the way that they designed the controls and the combat so that you just, it's just button mashing. And I can do that. I can just randomly hit buttons and kind of, as I go, figure out with muscle memory, I can just kind of do certain things. And it's, but for the most part, it's button mashing. And I can button mash, I can mash buttons and still win. So that's a win for me. <laughs> this most of Arkham, it when you look at Minecraft and Elite Dangerous, it is you kind of go at your own pace. And that's what I'm used to. I didn't feel that Arkham was all that different, other than it was telling me what I need to go do next but I could kind of do it at my own pace and it just, it was, it was a very seamless transition. I thought to me, just because of the, the, the gameplay um, I'm kind of, I had a thought and now I've suddenly lost it, but uh, yeah. You need to ease up on the Glenn Levitt behind you. That's what's happening is you're, <laughs> you're drunk. You're drunk again. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, yeah. I, I love, I love hearing you talk about that. And I love hearing you say like, Oh, you know, you can, you can button mash and win. I think it's crazy to think how, you know, Rocksteady developed something that hadn't been done yet. Um, I mean, we had always had like reflexive mini games and stuff like that in other ways, but, but I'd never been popularized in a way such as what you're talking about. And that was the absolute goal was to make it one of those things where anyone can pick up and play the Arkham games, I feel like. And on paper, that shouldn't really be a thing. I think uh, you look at it, it's like, oh, we're going to have all these complex designs and, you know, we're going to have. Uh, you know, like Arkham Asylum in particular, we're gonna have a Metroidvania style where you you can't you can't progress until you find the thing that you need to progress, and the thing you need to progress is on the other side of the island, and you're gonna have to backtrack and do all this stuff. And you know, like map management, like what? what how how are we gonna do this? No, like they made it so easy. They're masters at doing it. And to hear you talk about you know 
because I remember having that conversation with you. Not, not, it feels like not that long ago, you know, where you're like, nah, man, I don't do that. So to hear you talk about it on Ethan's podcast or, you know, I, I guess, I mean, it is Ethan's show. I, you, you say that yourself all the time um, and talk about like how you're falling in love with games. I'm just really happy to hear that you have gotten through them all. You know what I mean? And, and here you are now, like enjoying geeking out with us about these games. And it's, it's one of those things too, where, you and I would sit down and have conversations like about acting performances in theater and, you know, scores and music and like composition of music and stuff like that to where, you know, I know, you know what you're talking about because I've seen you do those things and I've seen you express ideas and, and whatever. So how does that translate for you, especially with the Arkham games? Do you see like what, what kind, is it just like, oh, it's a game, whatever. I mean, how does that like kind of appeal to you? You know what I mean? You, you pick up what I'm laying down. Um, as far as how does it relate to music theory? Um, I mean, I'm not really sure that it does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying like, you get what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you, do you see like the, the art? Do you see the art in the game? In these games oh yeah i mean i i yeah it's i guess we're going to talk about music theory arkham is like the low korean mode right <laughs> okay. can we do that <laughs> sure so oh um well what was the question again uh, do you, <laughs> i shouldn't i shouldn't be here <laughs> no it's okay do you so like do, does the the art quote unquote because there's a big okay. there's a big discussion there's a big discussion around you know are video games art so i'm gonna ask you the question do you think video games are art yes or no well, in the yeah, same in the same so. way yeah. in the same way that uh, that music and film is art are games art oh i absolutely okay. i mean you're telling you're telling a story in a very interactive way it's i don't know i don't know if i want to say it's it's more of an art form or less of an art form than oh, film oh you can say that but you can say that here. but well it's just it's just a different it's just a different platform yeah but but yeah, I mean, first to say that it's not, I think that's really discrediting something that deserves a lot of credit. Um, I mean, the the teams that they have to have to build these stories. Um, I mean, it really is just like putting together. I don't even want to say a movie. It's more like it's an it's an epic um, series is really what it is because i mean it, it goes it's so much longer than a movie um I mean, so you've got to have all of these ideas and storyboard everything you have to have the artists to say that it's not art right there you're going to be insulting the artists that worked on it um and just just to be able to craft a story itself is art uh i, mean, I wouldn't be able to to create these stories i know that yeah no i I love hearing you say that. And, it, you know, it's, it, I, I'm, I'm putting a lot on you, you know, it's your first time here, but I feel like it's, it's good to kind of hear it from someone who really hasn't been in, in it for all that long. I mean, what, what is it like four years at this point? You know, I mean, that's, that's a lot of games to try and get through whenever, especially, you know, there was a, there was a game you had been playing or a few games you'd been playing a year ago. And it was like, okay, like Ryan's going to become a gamer for real if he's playing these games. You know what I mean? So to have you on now, it's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear you express those things. You know I, I, mean? I don't know. I agree to disagree. I still don't consider myself a gamer. 
You are. I'm a guy who likes to occasionally play video games. Okay, Ryan. Whatever, man. You can have it your way. It's like your that's like your opinion, man. So <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan, we're gonna we're gonna start with you too. You know, we know you've been playing the Arkham games for a while. You know, you'd taken a break in between Arkham Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, which you told me like a year ago that you had played back to back. What else have you been up to besides playing Arkham Knight? Oh, go ahead. By the way, I feel like we would be remiss if we did not, uh, you and I both apologize to him for not having him on any of the previous two discussions, <laughs> even though it was Gabe's idea not to call you, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, that was so funny. Oh, my God. Like, literally, as we sat down, I was like, I forgot to call Ryan. <laughs> again oh and i i did text you I, I am sorry but hey it doesn't matter because you just got to give your thoughts you know and you'll get to give more of your thoughts on the first two games so but yeah sorry about that ryan ryan was supposed to be here I mean, a while i'm ago. just gonna have i was gonna let the whole thing go until you just said a certain thing and i'm gonna have to call you out on that that you texted me no 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 i texted you when the episode dropped that's right and i was <laughs> like hey no no um, no, no. You, but then i texted you and said funny. hey i did text dropped. you I don't remember being there for it, but I must have because I know you invited me. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what I said. I text you after the episode drop. I said, I am a coward. I'm sorry. Would you like to come on from art for Arkham Knight? This is when we're doing it. I did text you. Did I not? Or maybe I called you. I did one of the two. Did I not? Because here you are now. I mean, you, what, how'd you show up? Osmosis? I don't think so. The cool thing about texts is that they <laughs> stay on your phone forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> So is it, uh, you know, I'll race you. I will race you. I'll play your game. I'll play your game, Ryan. If we're going to, we're doing this here, we're going to race. You know what I mean? They used to call me, uh, oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, shoot. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, I, um, I did text you a thing. Are you there? Can you hear me? Did I freeze? No, I didn't freeze. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't find it. I must've called you. I definitely called you. Because here you are now. So there's that. All right. Um, let's see. Yeah. The very first line of communication was opened by yours truly on January 5th at 2.51 p.m. It was a Tuesday. I said, and I quote, what the ever-loving H, man. You told me I was going to be on your Arkham discussion. Boycott the critic. Ryan was mad. You can... I. <laughs> By that word, Ryan was mad. Dude, Gabe. Look, man, we already apologized to you. You can leave. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I was going to let it go. I was perfectly happy to just let it. I wasn't even going to mention look, it, but you look, had to say look, that one little thing that all, was a falsehood, and I was like, mm, so it wasn't a this, text. It will, not, it will not stand. It wasn't a this text. This aggression will not it, stand, man. It was a phone call, I, which is more sincere, you know what I mean, in, in, in an age of, of, of text only. And, you know, did you know that guys aren't even going up to girls and asking for their phone numbers anymore? They just find them on Instagram and stalk them. That's neither here nor there. I called you and I said, come freaking talk about Arkham Knight and the other Arkham games. I love you. And then you said, I know. And then that's here we are now. So I apologize. Moving on. Ryan, what have you been up to? My friend who I want to hear all of the opinions on the Batman games. All right, go. What have I been up to? I've been playing an awful lot of Arkham Knight. Um, because I was in preparation for this podcast. Uh, other than that, are you wanting to know other than that, what I've been doing? Yeah. 
nothing. <laughs> I knew it. How did there's I know? This, <laughs> there's this COVID thing on. And yeah. so pretty much I go to work. I come home and I spend time with my wonderful family. And then they all go to bed and then I play video games. Nice. Yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds legit. That sounds like a legit lifestyle. So, yeah. In all seriousness, though, I am sorry for 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 messing it up the first couple of <laughs> times. And I, I, I am happy you're here now. And hopefully it's the, for, the first of many. So we'll see what happens. You know, um, I was never mad. I'm, 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 I'm glad I figured not. We, I mean, I don't I don't think I've play- actually ever seen i don't think i've ever actually seen you get mad ever yeah i think there may be like three people alive right now that have ever seen me mad yeah that makes sense so but ryan the other ones are dead so don't make me mad nevertheless go ahead go ahead mikey no i was just wondering if it was me i don't know no it's it's never you mikey it's don't worry about it yeah yeah um so ryan thank you again thank (laughs) thank you for talking about it we focused on you for a bit i want to throw it to mikey and ask Mikey what you've been up to. Uh, COVID, you know, not a whole lot. Um, just been working, riding my bike, been mountain biking a lot lately, and playing games. You know, nice. Same old, j- same old. You gonna jump back in that Destiny grind? No, definitely not. <sighs> God, I never again. You. It's gonna be so. Never again. You say that every time. It's such a hole. <laughs> There's sunsetting, sunsetting. Just so you know. They should sunset Destiny. Oh. Oh, Mikey's a freaking idiot. Nobody. Okay. All right. No, you're getting muted. Uh, throwing it to uh, my co-host for this series, which in fact is one Ethan Meister. Ethan, how are you? It's good to see you. I'm good. I'm just sitting back, enjoying a little scotchy scotch here and trying trying to get a fight started here. But it's, you know, you guys are too laid back. So whatever. What, what kind of scotch are you drinking? Uh, famous Grouse, actually. Ooh. So. Do we need to do a Age of Geek um, slash Beer Bros crossover right now can, for can, our drinks? Can we? No. Yeah. No, no let's good. do it. I mean, it's my look. It's my show. I'll do what I want. All right. Go for it. What What are you drinking? What 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 are the notes that you that you taste and smell? Go for it. Oh, this is this is famous grouse. This is cheap scotch. Oh, nice. said. Like Cuddy Sark, cheap. Same level. Yeah. Okay. I like Cuddy Sark. I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's no. I do it's, too. It's, it's good. You know what I mean? Look, look. I am not so highfalutin that i've got to spend at least 50 bucks to be able to enjoy whatever it is i'm drinking that's not yeah. the case at all a, an 18 dollar bottle of famous grouse i'm happy yeah i'm i'm kind of the I'm same happy way. boy i'm kind of the same way with beer like just any light beer ice cold if you can't enjoy it i don't want to be your friend just saying uh ryan what are you drinking over there i saw you got the glenn Levitt. i believe it's 12 year what uh what are you uh what, what's going on over there how are you feeling on it well once again i think you said it all it is a glenn Levitt. 12 year it's a double oak i don't know if there's another kind but uh it's nice it's uh it has a very scotchy scotchy taste is what Mm -hmm. i'm getting a lot of uh the notes are very peaty on the nose the nose is very scotchy (laughs) this is a white (laughs) yeah i i'm proud of you ryan because you said you've already said it, it is a double oak and you have not done the line from Anchorman. Almost. Or is it? He, he almost <laughs> did. He almost did. I love Scotch. Thank you. Scotchy, Scotch, Scotch. There it goes down. down. <laughs> that one? Is that the one we're talking about? Okay, yeah. I just ruined it. Sorry. Yeah, Mikey, yeah. What, are you, what are you drinking? What are you drinking, Mikey? Uh, I'm drinking Rotter right now, but you guys are making me want to get my own Scotch. I got one up on the shelf there. I should. I might pop her open. 
do it. Know. You can do it while I'm talking about mine because you're not going to want to hear about it. I don't uh, mean this in a condescending way at all. I want to make that clear. Mikey, how old are you? Uh, 25. Wow. I'm 24. So the last time I saw you, you were like 18. Yeah, when I was in jail. Well, no, you slapped me in the face that last time I saw you. Like a year ago. Could have. I mean, <laughs> it seems like something I may have done. Oh yeah, I was like, like 22, 22 then. That was right before I got married. So that was probably, that was almost two years ago. Yeah. You're married? Yeah. Almost two years now. Congratulations. Got a kid on the way. No. No, that's, that's not true. Oh, wow. <laughs> talk, talk about catching up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my wow, gosh. Miley. Man, you've come a long way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Miley. Miley. <laughs> Miley, Miley, Miley. So uh, Mikey's not drinking anything interesting. Uh, I'm drinking a Chop Top. I'm drinking a Chop Top from Mother's Brewery. It is, in fact, a passion fruit pale ale, and it is delicious. I'm also drinking a Celsius energy drink and a White Claw. And water, so oh, you know you know how it goes. Yeah. Always always four beverages. I, mean, I, I had a uh, mother's little helper earlier today. Oh, I've I've you know there was a time where I wasn't crazy about little helper, but I've since come around, and I, I think mm-hmm. I also think they've changed changed it a little bit. Um, so you know there's that. But anyways, gentlemen, that's enough catching up. I feel I feel good. I feel good moving onward. You know what I mean with our actual review of Arkham Knight, and I'll can wait. I just. I'm sorry. I go. just there's no, there's an for me this is an elephant in the room and I have to Is there a dead body behind you? What's going on? Right there. Oh, that? <laughs> That's my Dwight pillow. Huh? Remember whenever they were doing the test dummy on the office and uh he like cut the face off of it and then put it on and like turned around? That's that right there hello, on a on a pillow. Hello, <laughs> So, All right. yeah, that's that's what it is. So I, I keep okay. it back there just just to freak out, you know, the guests and stuff. But anyways, are, are you feel better? Are you good? Mission accomplished. Good. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. I was that's what I was looking for. How are, are you? Are you okay now? Though for real? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Good. Yeah, I want to make sure. Everyone, I want to make sure everyone feels good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So moving on with our review of Arkham Knight, you know, Ethan, we had talked about this a little bit, and you know, we'll start with you. Actually, we had talked about this a little bit about continuing. I, I, I think I, I called you like a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Are you Arkhamed out?" And what do you remember? What your answer was to me? A little bit, yeah. I was starting to feel it. the 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 Arkham not the Arkham series fatigue. When I finished Arkham City, I was lo- really looking forward to starting into Arkham Knight, and I got into it probably a good three to four hours and realize the story is not progressing as quickly as it did in the previous two games, that this was going to be a long haul. And at that point, I kind of started to feel the resistance of, you know, the fatigue setting in. And then an interesting thing happened to me. I'm, I'm playing it on PC and PC when it was first released was notorious for bugs. Um, I did a little research on that it was a thing they've patched it, but there are still occasionally things that will show up. And I ran into one of those bugs. There was one particular level in the Zeppelins, the, the blimps that you go up into at one point, there was one particular level where you have to clear a room full of thugs of bad guys. And every time I would step into that room, the game would crash. So I ended up having to delete it off of the computer entirely, reload it, 
stepped into the room, it crashed immediately. So I, I knew I had something serious going on. Yeah. I'm so uh, what I ended up doing is turning everything down to basically the lowest levels possible and got through that room. And once I advanced past that, I was able to turn everything back up to, you know, high end graphics. Mm -hmm. And I was fine from that point forward. The thing was in the midst of walking into those rooms and the game crashing, um, I deleted it off the computer and then walked away from it for a whole week just because I, I wasn't, I was kind of done messing with it for a while. You and so for a whole like week, I did not play Arkham Knight. completely deleted it? Yeah, I, I, I completely de de deleted it off my computer because I knew that's what I was going to have to do anyway in order to get past this. Mm. I needed to do a fresh install. So that's why I deleted it. Well, I deleted it and then I, it was the end of the night and I was just like, I'm not starting the download now. I'll get back to it. Well, I didn't get back to it for over a week after that. So that to me was kind of the, the point where the, the fatigue had really set in for me. Right. And then once I re-downloaded it, it was, I could only get into it for maybe an hour or two every night. And then I was just like, all right, I've, you know, I've kind of hit my limit here. It was a solid two to three weeks before I got back into my marathon, you know, of, of really pushing through the story again. So that was kind of my, the last month or so of my gameplay. Month so or more, actually. How are, do you feel now? Are you, are you welcomed out now for real? I'm right at the tipping point. And I'm kind of going to let this conversation determine if I would like to continue with what's out there with Arkham. Because mm -hmm. I know the series continues. You and I have talked about that. Yeah. Um, I'm letting this dis I'm letting this conversation kind of dictate if I'm willing or interested to continue or not. Wow. It's a lot of pressure, boys. I don't so know you guys we, are on notice. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it plays out for him. Uh, <laughs> um, he always does the exact opposite of what I say. So yeah. well, this, this isn't going to go well. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm not. Here's the thing. I, I think <clears throat> Ethan and I, we, we had kind of, you know, we, we try to not talk about uh, the game, right, that we're playing off mic. We just try not to. There's little things here and there, you know, like there's something I, I told him, I said, hey, let me know whenever it happens. And he was like, uh, uh, you know, that's like anxiety at that point. Um, and whenever he texts me, he just, I just got dude in all caps, you know, whenever it happens. And, you know, that's of course, whenever Joker shows up in his big way, by the way, this is a full on spoiler discussion. You are not safe. You are never safe here. Unless it says spoiler free in the title never safe just so you know go ahead mikey i always love how you like just blow a spoiler and then you're like oh by the way yeah i mean non spoiler look, if you haven't show. figured it out by now <laughs> get wrecked <laughs> no for real he's, um, always, he's always a little late with that cya yeah i'm i'm sorry i'm so sorry anyways um i kind of ran into something a little bit similar where i feel like I was super duper excited to revisit Arkham Knight. And I was like, oh man, like, cause I think it had become my favorite one out of all of the games. And I remember jumping into it, you know, a few weeks ago or about a month ago at this point and being like super excited and getting started and be like, huh, like this feels off a little bit, you know, not quite how I remember. Like it's Arkham. It's, it's Kevin, it's Kevin Conroy. You know, it's the same people talking. It sounds the same. It doesn't really feel the same or look the same. The combat's tighter. Like it looks amazing. 
but there was just something kind of missing. And then it wasn't until about three hours in that I realized like, oh, Gabe, you didn't really realize what they were trying to do with this game. Um, they tried to literally make an Arkham Grand Theft Auto. Um, more so than they did with Arkham City. Because I remember I'm playing through and like all this stuff keeps popping up to do like, oh, you know, you can continue on with the main story or you can go chase this side quest. You can continue on with the main story or you can go chase this thing. Oh, uh, uh, Two-Face is that the thing. Blah, 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 blah. And I just I, I missed that feeling of just kind of stumbling upon things that was in the first two games. They didn't really have a lot of that here where it wasn't really like. It wasn't full on Easter eggs in the, you know, in the first two games. Some of them were, obviously. But, like, I didn't really feel rewarded in a lot of the same ways. And, and I had a hard time staying interested because this is, in my opinion, story-wise, the most linear experience out of the three. Go ahead. Well, I, I was going to ask because, you know, coming – Arkham City, I had played several times through. We talked about that on the last the last time we were we got together. And I came into Arkham Knight and was almost overwhelmed by the immensity of the map. And I'm just curious, how did you guys, the three of you, how did you guys react the first time you walked into this game when you walked out on the ledge and now you have Gotham in front of you? What was, what was the feeling when you were looking at the map and looking at the, the environment around you? Go ahead. Ryan. I mean, I thought it's about time. You know, why we why be confined to this tiny little prison compound or this bigger prison compound when everything that I have ever seen of Batman is always in Gotham city. We need Gotham city. But you didn't have the thought of, okay, everything in, in Arkham city has got a lot packed into it. Mm -hmm. You didn't think to yourself, Oh my God, this is so much bigger. I've got so much more to keep track of. Did no, that Okay. I didn't because of the first two games. I looked at the maps and and I just I, I remember that I just got used to it. And I knew that when I saw the map, even though now I'm able to see the entire map from the very beginning of the game, uh, instead of having to have it be revealed to me little by little, but still I saw the map and I was like, that's a big map, but I'm going to get used to it. Because I've got, you know, at least a few hours of gameplay and I'm going to get used to it. It, it didn't bother me. Go ahead, Mikey. Um, were you asking like how we felt about it? I forget what the exact. Yeah. Was. When you come, coming out of the previous two games where even though it was <laughs> somewhat limited, there was still a lot in there. Mm -hmm. Did you look at this game and be like, wow, this is this is going to take me a while? I mean, immediately for me just because like the first thing when you're when they're coming in on that skyline you're like where am i at and then you just see this little dot up on top of an antenna and that's batman like every time i start this game i'm like man this is so big it's so nice being able to not be in arkham city and just only get to one side of the map in like two minutes but you do like i do agree with ryan though you do get used to it actually pretty fast especially once you find like once you get in the Batmobile and you start cruising around, it doesn't feel big at all. But I, I still think it, it is a, a decent size game, especially when you compare it to Arkham city. I thought it was easier to navigate through <clears throat> Arkham Knight than Arkham city. Yeah. Because especially when, um, until you get to the point where you can actually get inside the walls on Arkham city, uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, because you have a point that you want to get to, but you have to go all the way around that wall. Yeah. Whereas on Arkham Knight, you see there's the bat signal. I'm going to go straight over there. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend like I memorized the roads or anything. You know, I, I can't just get in my Batmobile and drive from one island to another point in another island. I can't do that. Right. I have to follow the arrows. But th- there again, you've got the arrows. So yeah. it, it gives you everything you need. There's really nothing to be afraid of. And yeah. I think, you know, you kind of touched on something with the islands. This game feels and looks a lot bigger than it really actually is. Because, you know, you're surrounded by water the whole time. And there's a lot of water you glide over. I mean, a lot of it is water, you know. Um, But, I mean, I think each of the islands are like a smaller, like I feel like the Miyagani Island is probably about the size of Arkham City. And then the other two islands are like smaller versions of that. So, but it does, it never feels, it never, it never felt too big to me. It just felt like I had a ton to do. Like, things would keep popping up like like i said before all these things that you can all these different avenues that you can go whenever i just want to play the main story for for right now you know what i mean but they they want you to go explore and they prompt you to want to you know to, to they try and prod you to go explore more so that's the first question i have to ask is did you feel like it was fun to explore gotham in this game i i feel like and this was the part of my experience it's almost a it was almost bad that I went to Arkham Knight directly out of Arkham Asylum and Arkham City because I found kind of the the pathway through those games by ignoring all the side stuff and just focus on the story. I walk into Arkham Knight and I'm like, this is my first experience with it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to focus on the story and I'm not going to do any of the exploration. And I think I shot myself in the foot by doing that because the island was completely the islands uh, in there of Gotham city were completely mysterious to me while I'm playing the story after that, I finished the main story and, you know, scarecrows in, in jail. Um, then I start doing the exploration and then the city starts to make sense to me. Yeah. And I feel like I, I did myself a disservice by approaching the game in that way. So, okay, now I want to hear the same question. Or I want to hear the same answer from everyone else. Ryan, was it fun? Was it fun for you to explore Gotham City in comparison to Arkham? Or I'm sorry, Arkham Knight in comparison to Arkham City and Arkham Asylum? Was it fun to go exploring? So, a funny little um, eccentricity of me. Is that a word? I, sure. No, I don't think so. But no, I get what you mean. No, I'm just kidding. It is now. <laughs> no, please go ahead. Um, I eat my food one species at a time. And so what that means is when I sit down to a meal, I will eat my baked potato. I will eat my steak. I will eat my asparagus. And I eat them all completely before moving on to the next one. What I have found is that I do not play my video games the same way. Um, Ethan and I actually, we cheated. We talked about this before. What um, the flip, Kip? No, I'm just yep. kidding. That's fine. We did it. No, we kidding. did it. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I must have done something right. So, <laughs> uh, I wanted my I my goal was to try to finish all of the goals, all of the missions, right around the same time. And I really, really, really enjoyed playing that way. Anytime I would go over to my mission wheel and I would look for, okay, is there something else that I can do on one of these other things? You know, you have like checkpoints and things like that that show up because you drove past them and I didn't even realize it, but it shows up. So, or you get to a certain point in the story that it, it starts to, to let these things um, to be available. And, and I looked forward to that. I kept checking wheel to see what else can I do besides this main mission because uh, I wanted to keep it going. I wanted to keep it going as long as I could. And as long as I was kind of sidetracking myself in all of those other missions, uh, I was still having fun. But I was also changing it up enough that I'm not doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And I felt that it really added to my enjoyment of the game, especially now hearing Ethan talk about how he feels like he maybe have, have missed something there by not doing that. I'm really glad that I did. Um, I mean, it. I hope I'm not skipping to the end here, but I'm just going to say that because of the way I played it, uh, it left me wanting is what it ended up doing. And that's a good place to be. Because, you know, when you look at like the Riddler missions and some of the other side missions that were going on, uh, I finished all of, I, I 100%ed the game. And that's a big deal for me. But um, like the Riddler mission, I could still be doing that. I had so much fun doing those other side missions that it, I didn't feel that it detracted from the main story of the game at all i feel like it enhanced it <laughs> and 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 ethan's throwing his hands up well i just i've heard it all i heard i actually heard someone say i could play more of the riddler challenge <laughs> and i just i never in a million years in any arkham game would have thought i'd ever hear somebody say that. yeah i mean but those are you're a gamer dude the, you're you a gamer. Are. welcome to I, gaming I, world, I tip my brother. glass to you i am not a gamer yes you, but are, you are it's it's puzzles. It's the kind of games that I like. It's it's the oh, games like what was that? What was do you, that? Do you like to do you like to you play, like play games? games? It's, yeah, I like <laughs> oh. to play games. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Welcome to the club. To the club, yeah, boy. I, I like to play club. games. I mean, yeah. it doesn't. I mean, you know, it's I'm. Okay. I, wait, wait, hold on. I'll go back to stuff though. So you're telling me you enjoy puzzles. You like to hundred percent things. You stay up past midnight to do said things, and then you live life like a regular person. Then you revisit each and each time you can, and all this other. What does it sound like, gentlemen? I'm sorry. Can someone can someone butt in besides Ryan? Go ahead, Ethan. Please. Gamer. Thank you. Thank you. One hundred percent. This board is adjourned. Uh, the purpose of this podcast has been realized. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We're Where, signing where's off. the achievement unlocked yeah. for, for Gabe's window there? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There we go. Platinum trophy. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I'm sorry. We, we totally derailed you. And it was worth it, honestly, in a lot mm -hmm. of ways for me. Um, but no, for real, the Riddler stuff, though. Continue, please. Ryan's going to have to pour himself some more. <laughs> <laughs> this is all oh your fault, Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> because you made me play Portal. 
Oh, uh, I, yeah. Wait a minute. You there was there portal? was the unlock moment. Yeah, dude. Yeah, if you can, if you. Okay. Yeah, you, I never want to hear Ryan ever say he's not a gamer ever again. Which we still have not. And you played Red Dead Redemption. You he did, beat, dude. Come on, just that's say it. Feat. Just acknowledge that is so hard to do, especially the second one. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. These are the kind of games that I like to play. They're okay. they're slow. They're plotting. You can go at your own pace. You can do all your side missions. Red Dead was the same way. Mm-hmm. You could do all this. I mean, I I stopped at like chapter two, and I. I got my, uh, shoot, I've suddenly forgotten what it's called. Yes, yes, Mikey, like that, that what you just said. Yeah, I, I did all of the hunting and did all of that stuff and just didn't do the main story at all. Yeah. So that I could get my satchel. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you were going for? Oh, yeah. I mean, you. Wow. You can't. You can only carry like five things of yarrow with the regular one. No, I want. I want to yeah. carry it all. Yeah. Yeah. Devotion. Yeah. So you had a good time exploring. Gamer. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yep. So you had a good time exploring Gotham City and Arkham Knight, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. I, I love that lengthy explanation. That's that's what we need. We need depth because no one wants to just listen to me. Oh, is that what you wanted me to say? That I yeah. enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. I enjoyed the okay. exploration you so and vi- mm-hmm. and your gamer, uh, Mikey. So, is this your second or third? <laughs> is this your second or third time going through Arkham Knight? Uh, I lost count. I think it's my third. Might be my fourth. I don't know. How did you approach your playthrough this time? Did you just basically beeline it through the story? Actually, yeah. This is the first time I've ever done that with one of these games because most of the time I would kind of like Ryan I wanted I want everything to finish at the same time that way like the story has like a crescendo at the end but this time I literally I don't maybe it's because I've played it before but I personally didn't find it distracting at all to just beeline the story because I feel like the way they set up like with the mission wheel they could at the end of every like big mission in the game they usually say something like Oh, and by the way, these missions are going on in the world, but you can literally just up your wheel straight to the main mission, and it'll take you right to the next story mission, and you don't have to worry about anything. So I don't think they were really – I never really felt prodded this playthrough to go do that. I just felt like they were more reminding me that, hey, there's a lot to do out there, So, but – I I really enjoyed it. It's it's a completely different experience just beelining it through the story, but I – I think it's still pretty enjoyable, if, especially like if you like Batman. But yeah, so you I didn't really you didn't really branch off a ton. You just basically you went through the entire thing, or you know yeah, the basically. entire story, which is fine. Yeah, obviously, that's yeah. That was my this was my first time doing that with the game. And when I whenever I say I found it distracting, I don't mean in a way of like oh this is like putting me off type thing. It was more of the thing of I know what's coming and I know how it's ending, mm-hmm. and I know it would have been a way more satisfying feeling to do a lot of those things and really feel, you know what I mean? Like I took everything. And then at the end, it's like, all right, Batman, you know, Oh, like nightfall protocol, you know, and then it's the, you know, the thing happens. And, um, I knew that, that was, that was the intended effect. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that's really, I think what they want you to do, but it's fine to come back and be like, Oh, that, you know, Batman, you know, Gotham has Batman for one more night, but they know that I'm Bruce Wayne frick. Now I, you know what I mean? Like it's, it it just, it felt weird. 
in a lot of ways for me um, this time going through. And not that I say that I didn't enjoy it. I think I looked at it through a much more critical lens this time, I think. Uh, and <clears throat> I got to say, there's some things that Gabe isn't happy with uh, this time through. Um, but before we get to that, we are going to give, you know, our, our hot, we're going to give our hot takes, our positive takes and all that, whether we like the game or not, we'll get into it, all the, all the nitty gritty. But gentlemen, what do you say we take just a, a quick break? Okay. Okay. All right. That's just making sure I got to pee. I got to tinkle. Me too. I mean, are, we, are we taking a vote or? Yeah, well, no, we're, 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 we're peeing. The, Everyone's the peeing eyes right have it. <laughs> oh, hi there. Okay. Let's be real for just one second. Nobody ever likes asking for subscribers. No one, no one wants to ask you to click the subscribe button and to click the bell, but this is your obligatory, uh, you know, time. If you want to subscribe to the channel, this is just your reminder to do so. I hate doing this stuff. I hate putting this at the beginning of the video, but statistically, it just makes the most sense to say it at this point because I enjoy doing YouTube. I love being a nerd. I love doing what we're doing here at Wannabe Critic Productions. And if you want to be a part of it, make sure you click the subscribe button and click the bell. You'll be notified every single time. Thank you for putting up with this. Let's get on to the content. Ryan, that's going to be the thumbnail, just so you know. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Um... So we we've gotten you know we've kind of we've kind of given you the, the appetizers of how we're feeling about the game, you know I don't know I don't know how this review is going to go I really don't I, the 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 Arkham discussions may end here we don't know only time will tell by the end of this review you know we'll know if we're going to keep going or not or at least me and me and Ethan are going to keep going you guys are welcome to join you know what I mean you don't want to be messed up as if we tell Ethan that we're gonna you know Ethan's like yeah I'd love to show up for one and then we do one without him. Like, that'd be crazy. Or, but God forbid, somehow, like, an episode gets uploaded without me. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I've been hacked. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, gentlemen, in true wannabe fashion, we are just gonna, we're just gonna get our feelings out there on the table immediately first. It's gonna be a simple yes or no, a simple, simple yes or no answer. And then we are going to elaborate on how we're feeling. Um, I, I think for the sake of the conversation, it, I got some mixed reactions whenever I was like, oh, let's start with the stuff we don't like first. Let's talk about the good first. And then we'll, 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 we'll go with the things we're not crazy about. And then we'll circle back around, you know what I mean? To, to, to some sort of positive note, hopefully by the end of the discussion. So I'm going to throw it to Ethan first, Ethan, Batman, Arkham Knight. Do you like this game? Will you accept a qualified no? It is. Listen, you can you can do whatever you want over on your show. You can do the decimal thing. You can do like, eh, I don't know. You know what I mean? No. No, I didn't enjoy this wow. game. Wow. He just came out. He came right out and said it. I applaud you. I applaud you for being honest. And I, I'm sad. I'm sad, but I understand. We'll get it. We'll get into it. Ryan, do you like Arkham Knight? I loved this game. Like legitimately, like are you are you are you are you are you trolling? <laughs> you like you say for real? You love this game. I loved this game. Yep. Okay. All right, Mikey. Big yes from me. Okay. Um, I'm closer. You? I'm closer to yes than I am to no, but I have issues with this game. I, I, decimals. I still enjoy I still like this yeah game. those were the rules I mean if I were allowed to say there were things that I, I have issues with the game 
we're going to get into it. That's why I'm trying to segue, right? Because I'm the host. See what I mean? Like I get special privileges that you do not have. God, it's like like you've never done this before. God, (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. Um, You know what, Ryan? We're going to start with you. So you say you like the game. You love the game. Why do you love it so much? Um, well, because the, uh, the fighting is easy and I win a lot. So, but also I love Batman. Um, I did for the most part, enjoy the story. Now we're still sticking with things that we loved. Yeah. So far. Okay. Um, I enjoy the, uh, problem solving aspects of the game. I enjoy, I mean, I love all of the silent takedown aspects of the game, the fear all of that, the fear combat. I love that kind of stuff. I cannot get enough of it. I wish that every single mission was just that. And please give me more of that. Um, because again, I'm not a video gamer. So, you know, that stuff is a little bit more slow and I can take my time with it. I don't have to fight a whole bunch of people all at the same time. You know, uh, it, it's a different skill set, one that I do not have. So I'm able to do this. I see a lot of um, rolling eyes and, and handwriting and, and people leaning on their palms. And I don't know what's going on here. But Listen, say you're, say you're not a gamer again. Say it again. I was going to say. Is all yeah. I have to say. Say it. Say it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I, love, I love, you said something, the, the, the fear combat. Mm-hmm. That is ripped right out. I mean, they, they've innovated on stealthy gameplay from games like assassin's creed from games like metal gear solid stuff like that and you know you being not a gamer you may not know what any of those really are but i think they innovated on those mechanics found in those other games in such a way to where it's like that's wait a minute am i a gamer or not because you just all said that i am no now you have to play the game now we don't know no one knows if you are or not i do so there's that but they make they take a a feeling that you you have in older games, but they make it feel like this game invented it in a way, that feeling. And it's because you're playing as Batman and you're doing things that Batman totally would do. Is that kind of how you feel with the fear combat? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it was the first time I ever did anything like that. So I just, I don't know what it was. I just knew I liked it. Wasn't that not that was in the other games, wasn't it? Silent Takedown. Silent Takedown was in the other games. Silent was, was Silent Takedown. Yeah, the fear was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Well, but the I but mean, the fear attack and being able to take just, out five guys before anybody else can react. Awesome. That was that was the first time I had experienced yeah. that particular right. Function. Yeah, but Something I mean like the fear attack in itself, but just as far as like just the aspect of um, just the stealthy combat, gotcha. um, taking out one guy at a time and staying hidden. Mm-hmm. that is I just I couldn't get enough of it yeah what else what else yeah what else do you love about this game um well I mean it's Batman and you're flying around Gotham City yeah um you're riding around in the Batmobile which I loved <laughs> okay you love, um, you, love, you love the Batmobile you know, I mean, it was a Batmobile, so no, it was not. It was that is not the Batmobile. I mean, it's not the Batmobile that I know from the 1989 Tim Burton movie, but God. 
I, I think know it's what? the Batmobile. If you love it, that's awesome. I'm happy for you. No, you know what? But that's there's. Are we still on what we do like? Yes, we're still on what we do like. But that was just that was just a little taste for what's to come. That was just okay. A little, a little see, because because it's, <laughs> it's 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 a suspension of disbelief is what we have to do here for me to be able to enjoy that Batman, that, that Batmobile. And for me to go into why I'm okay with enjoying that, then I have to go, I'm going to save it because I have to go into the things that I didn't like. Okay. So, so does that kind of cap your things you liked about it part? Yeah, I think so. I think that pretty much sums it up. Okay. I think that's, I think that's man. It was an interesting story for the most part. Okay. And uh, yeah. Right on. And it okay. was problem solving. It was puzzles. It was problem yeah. solving. And it was it was easy combat that I was able to win. I love hearing it. And that's spoken like a true wannabe. So there you go, Ryan. Proud All right. A wannabe um, gamer. Yeah, there you go. Oh, my God. The wannabe gamer. There you go. Ryan Mazako has a new Twitter handle. I can um, I can handle that. <laughs> a wannabe gamer. You know what I mean? You're welcome. I, I love I love the attitude, Ryan. You're welcome here anytime. Uh, I'm going to throw it to Maestri. Um, what did you like about this game? I've got a few things that I liked about it. Uh, the sound design was incredible. I really, really, really enjoyed the voice acting, the sound effects. It, it really made the environment come to life in ways that the first two games just couldn't do. And so I really appreciated that musical score. This was the best musical score, I feel like, of all three of the games as well. I really appreciated it. Uh, Joker, chef's kiss. It was every aspect of that in the story was just on point and perfect. And it, I didn't know. I didn't know where they were going to, how they were going to bring Joker into it. I just knew they were, but I didn't see how. They did it, and it worked on every level. And I just so much enjoyed Anytime Mark Hamill's voice or Joker was on screen. I, I, I loved it. Uh, the environment, again, when you first dropped in and I'm playing on a 2K monitor with everything turned to maximum. And when you, when you drop in and you step out on that ledge and the, the rain is hitting the cape and the cape is fluttering in the breeze and it's like, you're here. This is, this is 2015. No dinking around. This is a this is a good graphic. This is next generation right. game, and, and so that was incredible. Uh, mission management. I enjoyed mission management once I got used to it. Once I had progressed in the game, probably twenty hours or so, it finally clicked and made sense to me. The fear attack we already talked about. I love that aspect of it. That was a great way of being able to clear rooms. Um, the Batmobile gets destroyed. I loved that so much. That was just an incredible moment in the game. I texted you guys when it happened. I was, I was, it was amazing. I was never, I was never more happy to see the Batmobile get destroyed. Yeah, I love that. That was great. Yeah, those are the things I liked about it. Okay. So, but you also like the things that you liked about the previous games. Like, I think it goes without saying, like, the combat is refined. You know, the, the, oh, yeah. boy, the, the performances it was are, just, are better. It was just, it was taken to the next level. And I really appreciated everything that the, the developers had done to to bring those aspects of the game that worked so well with the first two that we enjoyed and have talked about. All right. of that comes into this game as well. And I like that. 
Okay. Well said. Thank you. Mikey, what do you love about this game? Uh, well, I mean, they took a lot of the, a lot of the ones that I did like the combat. I mean, obviously it's the Arkham series is going to be amazing and stealth love that. And for, for me, a big part of the game that I, I think is really enjoyable is just the very beginning, just how, how it puts you into the game from not Batman's perspective, which is different from anything they've done in Arkham, like so far. And I think that's really interesting because it 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 made this game very fulfilling for for me because I played the Arkham series like the Ar- Arkham City a long time ago and never played it in, until this game came out again and then I played City again but it just made me really appreciate the other games more after playing this one so I don't know that that that's a really big positive thing for me is just how they lead you into the game. I really enjoyed that. Nice. And you loved every, I mean, obviously the, the, the all the classic stuff you obviously love, like the combat yeah. and all that. Okay. okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you love the Batmobile? 80% of the time. Yes. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, I'm going to echo a lot of the same stuff that you guys said. I, I agree with Mikey. You kind of stole mine. What I was going to lead with. Oh, sorry. The beginning of this game is absolutely perfect. Yeah. It perfectly lets you know exactly what type of thing you are in for. It's like, look, we've done we've done the animated series thing for two games now. We've done that. We've done the nostalgia. We've done we've done Batman, right? Now it's time to go full detective comics with this one. And it's going to take a lot of those elements that you like, but we're going to kind of crank it up a little bit. And I personally love, in a lot of ways, I mean, sometimes it feels a little bit much, you know, in terms of like, oh, yeah, we like we got we got to slap the M rating on this game. You know what I mean? And at times it feels a little gratuitous. And it's like they're just doing it just because they can in some ways. And if that, that's a little annoying whenever that hasn't been your motif the past two games, right? Um, I never once felt in the past two games like they were pushing the envelope in any way. Really, I mean, maybe a little bit with the Zaz missions, maybe. Um, but I think for the most part, the darker, more mature elements, while still feeling like Batman, you know, shine through. And I feel, I still feel like I'm in a comic book world in a lot of ways. And I think that's well, really well executed, especially in the first 15 minutes of the game. You know, the world is set up really well. Um, I love Scarecrow. I decide, I figured that out this time. I love the idea of, you know, kind of the no man's land type vibe coming to light. And basically like the, this is the exact same plot from Batman Begins pretty much. Um, It's the exact same thing. Fear toxin, you know, released, you know, unleashed on Gotham city, but it feels better here for me in a lot of ways. Um, I, I think trying to make him, so much darker might have been kind of a risk in a way but i think in in, most of the time it pays off for me until we get towards the end of the game where it's like okay let's wrap this let's wrap this thing up you know what i mean we get it we get it you're scary uh but for most of the time it works for me and i love it i love whenever it works really well um the joker stuff obviously i mean he is an evil person (laughs) and they make him so likable and it's like am i a bad person because i like him like He's cracking jokes that I shouldn't be laughing at, but I sure think they're funny. 
And I love that mirror the game holds up to you as the player is like, Batman is not a good person. They make that pretty clear. Like, he ain't. <laughs> He's crazy. He's just as crazy as Joker is. And while he might have good motives, he's an anti-hero, whether you like it or not. So there's that. And I love that they even kind of under the radar push that even harder. Is like, think about what he, like, think about the things that he does to his quote-unquote friends and family, his best, you know, the people that are closest to him. Think about what he does. These aren't children. These are grown adults. Like, <laughs> and he's doing these things. I just, I love that, that mirror they hold up to you as the player. I think that's amazing. Um. I think one of the biggest things that we're going to talk about is, in fact, the Batmobile. I ventured out more on the Riddler stuff this time and actually kind of enjoyed that mission line more because it wasn't just about getting trophies. It's about saving Catwoman. And I still need to complete that story. Um, but I enjoyed kind of the Mario Kart-esque feel that you have whenever you go do that mission for the first time. I'm like, this is challenging, but this is fun. Like I'm in, I'm enjoying the Batmobile here because it's just the racing part. And I, I really liked that. I, I, I enjoyed that part of it this time for that particular aspect of the Batmobile. Um, and obviously I, I really love what they did with the story, you know, like really driving home kind of the family aspect and in a way kind of setting up the next Arkham stuff to come out in the next couple of years, um, you know, kind of building that camaraderie a little bit, you know, whether they realized it or not at the time, I, I just enjoy knowing that like Oracle and Robin, like they're a thing. And then like the DLC drives that relationship even harder a little bit, like, like, yeah, like they love each other, but they're actually friends too. And you kind of get, you just get that sense of like the Bat family in this game. And I, I don't think that's really present as much in the other games. So I really like that too. And there's obviously, there's a litany of, of, of smaller things that I, that I really enjoyed. But there is always, no game is perfect. No game is ever going to be perfect. It's not possible. Well, this, this one certainly isn't. Oh, okay. So now here comes the time where we have to, uh, does, does everyone have their peppers? Does everybody have their peppers? Oh, I'm sorry. This is the wrong show. Sorry for that. This is it is time for the hot takes, but we don't have any peppers. Sorry. Um, so things we don't like. Um, Ryan, I want to start with you. All right. So um, the whole Joker DNA thing and Robin working on the antidote, we really don't get any resolution for that. Uh, Batman says, this is what I want you working on because it's important. You can't come and help me fight the bad guys because I need you down here in the lab working on this. And that comes to nothing. Basically, Batman just in the end has to push through his darkness and get through the Joker. We, we don't really see any scientific reason for why he's able to overcome this. So Robin is just wasting his time down there in the lab of the studio. Okay. I disagree with you right there because I used to think the same thing. Okay. But I noticed something this time. So there at the end, cause you are right. You are right. Like Robin feels like he's just wasting his time. All the other jokers are. Well, gone that I feel like Robin's wasting his time. I feel like in the moment he's probably, it's like, Oh, maybe there's, you know, if you're playing it for the first time, it's like, 
which you were, it's like, okay, well, maybe he's going to figure this thing out and yada, yada, yada. We as, well, I mean, this may be, this may be showing that you're not really a gamer, right? You're a wannabe because us yes. as gamers, we're going to be like, there's no way that Robin's ever going to play a huge part in this game. He's going to be support. And I think it kind of lends itself because you don't really play as Robin. Robin isn't really present that much except at the movie studios. So to think that he might play a bigger part and Robin might be the reason, I mean, that would be a really weird way to introduce Deus Ex Machina. And that would be a, a better way to introduce it than what they do at the end of this game to how Batman is saved whenever Red Hood shows up at the end, which with the flip, Kip. Um, but at the end of this game, I don't know if you noticed this, whenever you know Bruce gets injected with the fear toxin, right? At that point, Joker takes over. So Joker has taken over Bruce Wayne at that point. Like Batman's done. We play out that whole sequence of Joker, you know, going ballistic on the other villains. And he has now become the, 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 the clown prince of Gotham and suing mayhem, right? Then he gets injected with it again. So Batman didn't do anything. Really. Like Scarecrow didn't even realize what he was doing at the time. So Joker had taken over, then he gets injected with it again after that subconscious, like has kind of manifested fully. Then it's like, well, what's the biggest thing that Joker's afraid of? Then that gets played into even more. So while I see where you're coming from, I don't know. I don't think I don't think it's all for naught. I, I think, you know, Robin Rob, Robin played his role that he was supposed to play, and he was never going to be the the reason that Bruce was, you know. He was never going to even if he even if he wasn't working on the DNA, he would have been out looking for Barbara or doing something. He wouldn't have never been involved in a bigger way, I don't think. Okay. It I see what you're saying. But it's for me, it's just the whole issue of that our hero is psychologically just that much stronger than anybody else. Everyone else completely succumbs and crumbles to the fear toxin. And now Batman gets it, but he just falls back on this, this Joker toxin that's already in his blood. And so the Joker takes over, and then he's able to work through the Joker to eventually come out on top. It just it just seems like there there was something there that Robin was supposed to have been doing. Um, but but it didn't happen. And yeah. so really what we get is okay, sure, it's Joker. Joker's the one that the one through whom that Batman actually works through. But in the end, what we really have is one of those situations where this is even worse than Deus Ex Machina. This is where we have our hero is just so good that he can even overcome biology. But here's the thing. Uh, and you're making good arguments. Like, I totally see where you're coming from. And I'm not trying to make you change the mind of how you're feeling. I'm just, you know, as someone who, you know, I spent, we spent a lot of time on these games, you know, and obviously anyone else jump in. He is different. You know why? Because he was exposed to the exact same toxin months ago, multiple times. He's built up an immunity to it at this point. Not only that, he's been exposed to another toxin, you know, like with the, the thing that was found within Joker's blood in the last game. There's got to be some sort of immunity being played, played into a little bit here. And I think that's kind of what they're trying to drive home is like Batman has been through this type of stuff before. A lot of people, most people have not. 
So, well, I see what you're saying. It is, it is kind of frustrating how he's so much more in tune with his psyche, but he's not, he suffers throughout the entire game. Like we see him battling that the entire time until it's intensified to a point where it's like, okay, it's do or die, you know, but, but I, it becomes I do, a boss fight at that point. Yeah, basically. I mean, it is, it is the, like, you are your own worst enemy and like, his biggest fear is Joker is Joker taking over. Joker wins in that moment for a split second. Joker's got you know, Joker's on top. So you know, like I said, I'm obviously you know I'm not gonna I'm not trying to change any any way of how anyone is feeling about this game. Obviously, I just whenever I think of something, it's kind of like okay, but but what about this? You know what I mean? Am I making any sense, yeah, Ryan? No, to you? I, if I can jump in, no, it, I I see both arguments here, and I hadn't probably given enough thought to both sides of the coin there. I, I appreciate what Ryan's bringing up, but your explanation, I think, is kind of what me, what I psychologically did in the game was just kind of understood, well, I've played these other two. We've been dealing with this before. So it kind of makes sense that Bruce Wayne would be both mentally and biologically capable of overcoming what's happening here. So yeah, I, I think I, I think I kind of bridge that. Yeah. I mean, he's been oh. to the, he's been to an astral plane. Like he's been freaking, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's all over, like he's dealt he's been through some scary stuff. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, Go ahead, Ryan. but he, but he doesn't really have any time off. I mean, how do you recover from that? How do you, how do you break through all of these things and how do you not just break it? Yeah. I, I think go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mikey. It it's it can all be summed down to probably your favorite quote, Ryan. Mine? Yeah. What do you know about me? I'm Batman. <laughs> that that's I'm that's Batman. the only reason you need. I'm Batman. <laughs> Basically. That's, and I mean here's He's got the you there. <laughs> yeah. But but here's the thing. Ryan brings up great points though, like of things yeah. why why someone who would come to the game and be like, well, what the, like, come on, man. Like everyone else. I mean, we saw people go full on like X games mode in the beginning of the game, like freaking out, like eating each other at the beginning yeah. in the diner. And I mean, cops in Gotham city, like they've been through some crap too. You know, they have. So, I mean, they probably, who knows? They, it's just, I see where you're coming from. Ryan, And I like, it. I just, I think, it, it, there's there's kind of a, a middle ground found throughout it. And I think the biggest thing is, is he's not immune to it. He suffers to it the entire time. Joker's taunting you the entire game, slowly whittling down, like slowly showing you like, hey, you're in for it, bats. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're you're not, you know that that moment is coming. But I get, I guess back to your thing, your first thing you said you didn't like about Robin. I mean, aside, what, what, have, what have sidekicks ever been good at except dying or getting shot? In Batman comics, I mean, I mean, Nightwing's cool, but Nightwing's not a sidekick. He's his own thing. Like, but he was a sidekick at one time. Yeah, but then he's like, "Look, man, I'm not going to jail for you or anybody." Like, that's what he said to Batman. Pretty much is what happened. You still have a knife? Yeah, I keep, I keep <laughs> whipping. I'll whip, I'll, I'll whip it out again. I've just been playing with it this entire time while you guys have been talking. Um, uh, to cowboy, he's got a you know, yeah, fillet something cannon. or. I am a loose cannon. Cut an umbilical right? cord on don't, a moment's I will, notice. I will stab a cow to save its life. All right. I've seen some crap. Okay. I don't think that's how that works. It is. In fact, you can look it up. I'll send you a video. Um, yeah, pretty much. 
uh, Ryan, thank me later. Aside, yeah, it's like you're welcome, son. Um, aside from, aside from, <laughs> I so want to see a video of Gabe saying, "Tita, eat your food." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll. I'm, we're toying. We're, I'm, I'm toying with the idea of maybe getting some footage. But anyways, Ryan, what else? What else besides okay. Robin? What else? All right. Well, you know what? Okay, this is a, this is a good segue because it was just my issue with that is just is just because it's Batman who was able to just power through anything. Um, so I guess that that's nice. It goes on to my next point here is just too smart, too good. And I don't know any other, other way around this, but it just seemed like there was just, it's not just Batman, but everyone that surrounds Batman from, from, from Robin to Nightwing to Oracle to Alfred, everyone is just too smart and Henry and, and too good. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking about very, very, very complex things like analyzing a genome and breaking it down. And Batman is able to just, you got it. Okay, who is it? You know, and (laughs) where where they come from. Now, give me the entire background of that person. You know, just these are just examples. in, in, and I and I, I don't know if there's a way to get around this other than just to say that over over at Age of Geek, this is the kind of thing that we do. <laughs> we we tear things apart sometimes and maybe too harshly, but um, it just there there were so many things that with the technology that we have available to us at this time. And then stretching that just a little bit, which I am absolutely willing to do because this is Bruce Wayne, billionaire, with all of the resources at his disposal, yet he's able to do all of these things that nobody else knows about and keep them all underground and be surrounded by these other people, a very, 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 very few number of other people who are able to know all of these tricks and have all of these smarts and to be just as good as, as uh, at all of these things. Um, he, this is, this is not just this game. This is a Batman thing for me that it's just, <laughs> they got to hire contractors. Like somebody knows about all this stuff that's being built, you know? So maybe this is a nitpicky thing it is and i can admit that but it's just too smart too good too much power too much knowledge too much technology and it's all kept under wraps nobody knows about it i mean it's even even the government yeah even the government can't get away with having this kind of technology and and big brother kind of stuff right it's and we have a private citizen (laughs) it's it's fair criticism and that's batman as a whole you know what i mean it's like why do you have that? Don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it is the same reason Batman's money is the same reason no one asks Superman questions because of his powers. Like, just don't ask. It doesn't matter. Like, mind your own business or it's going to be bad for you. <laughs> um, it's the same thing. Like, it's the yin and yang of DC Comics. Um, and yeah, I, I understand the criticism. You know what I mean? It's, it's fair. What else? Anything else? 
I mean, I've got plenty of things written down here, but I mean, I don't know if I want, I don't want to step on other people's toes if they have some of these other things they want to talk about. Let's pocket it because I'm sure there's going to be things you want to piggyback off of. And I want to move on to what Mikey doesn't like about the game. And if, if you, if you feel so inclined, go ahead and jump right in. All right. Um, Mikey, what do you dislike about Batman Arkham Knight? Uh, Well, for me, it's not so much um, story stuff. It's more game mechanics. Um, There's just several times where I would just, I don't know if it's just operator error, my own stupidity, but not even like a puzzle part of the game. You just, you go into a room and you have no idea what you need to do where you need to go, yeah. if there's somebody to talk to. That happened to me, I think, at least. I've played this game three times, at least, and I still, like, several times that happened to me. Thank you. It's frustrating. Thank you, Mikey, for saying that. And I never I had have, a, I have not even never had to ones. look up. Yeah, and exactly. The old ones weren't like that. Yeah. I have never had to look up so many walkthroughs in my life as yeah. I have in this game, and it was frustrating it was frustrating. Yeah, that was probably my biggest thing because, I, like, like I, Ryan, you want these games are easy. They're supposed to be not be easy, but easily playable, and that that is something that I, I can't I can't let that slide. But also, just little things with the game mechanics still, where you would go up, it would give you a prompt to do something, and you would do it, and then it immediately give you another prop prompt to do something. And it would reverse whatever you're doing immediately. Like I remember one, it, I think it was the scare, like the last thing when you're getting in the scarecrow's van, it tells you to put your belt down. And so Batman takes his belt off and it gives me another prompt. So I just click <laughs> X, puts his belt back on. I was like, why, why do I need to have that option? <laughs> like just put me on the rails. Cause I know like, I wouldn't be here. And then, uh, but I, for, for giggles, I put it, I put it down again. And I was like, can I go outside? Is that an option? And I just left and Joker was talking to me. He's like, well, I guess you lost. I was like, I, that's cool. But I think it's just distracting that they, they have a lot of like leeway, but I don't know. It, it kind of straying from the asylum aspect where it's like, it's, it's, you can do whatever you want, but tell me where I need to go and just be clear on what I need to do so I can enjoy the gameplay rather than just being confused and immediately taking me out of it. That's I'll say, Go ahead. That was a great example because I did the same thing. I took the belt off <laughs> and then I put the belt back on. Yeah. Like maybe I can go ahead and get on the truck with the belt. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. If I can do that, I'll have my gadgets. Um, that to me though, that was an exception. That was one of those things where the game, it kind of got a little bit ambiguous, but for yeah. the most part, I, I, I never felt confused about what I was supposed to do next, um, especially in the main story. I don't recall ever having to look up a walkthrough on the main story. There were a few of them on like some of the riddles and things like that on how to, how to do that. Um, a few of the side missions on what I was supposed to do do next but but for the most part as far as the main story goes um no i i didn't feel like that at all i felt like it was pretty self-explanatory it was just like you need to go do this yeah i was like okay i'll do that and then it was like good now you need to go do this Mm -hmm. that was my experience 
Interesting. I get what you're saying, Mikey. The same type of stuff happened to me too. I'm like, Thank wait you. a minute. You So you're telling me like the most frustrating thing for me too, and this is just like to go the extra mile, to play into the mythos of Batman. Mm-hmm. If you've played this game before and you know what to do already, you can't yeah. do it. You can't. You can't be like, oh, I need to go. I know I need to go break that pipe and do this thing. You can't. Alfred has to be like, sir, you can't. You know, it'd be kick. It'd be awesome. Be kick butt if you did it. And Alfred was like, my God, sir, what do you? How did you know to do that? You know what I mean? It's like, cause I'm Batman. You know what I mean? Like that would be <laughs> awesome. Cause they're trying to make you feel like this is the most ba version of Batman ever. Yeah. And I totally get what you're saying. That happened to me throughout the entire game. Like of or or stuff i'd be like i meant to do something but now i have to undo it i have to like redo that action it's like god i'm just frustrated i have to redo that thing you know or or like with the with the, with the, the tilting boxes i know what i'm supposed to do i accidentally hit the wrong thing so i gotta tilt back and like do the thing where i might have accidentally hit the hit the tilt button and i you know he's like he goes into tilt mode then you gotta hit it again to come out like it's just not it's not instantaneous you know what i mean yeah. and i think the stuff you're talking about right now is where this game really, really shows its age because there is, there definitely is that thing. But at the same time, it's beginning a PS4, like 2015. This was like cutting edge at the time, but it's still, it still has some. Oh, oh you mean Xbox One? Yeah, there you go. Right. Okay, now whatever. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, okay. sorry. Yeah, sorry, whatever. No, it's next gen Xbox One, PS4, whatever. You know what I'm saying. I hate you petty Xbox. You're the worst. Um, anyways, there are lingerings of stuff from PS3 and Xbox 360 era in this game. And I think those little things make it show its age for sure. So I totally get what you're saying, Mikey. Yeah. What else? Um, man, off the top of my head that I really just hated, not a whole lot. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I can't think of anything else, really. Sorry. Okay. Right on. Ethan, let's throw it on over to you. What do you dislike about, about Arkham Knight? All right, here we go. Uh, I'm just going to rattle these things off. Do it. Um, they brought back the Batmobile. Flip. You know, I, I was so glad to see it destroyed. And then, like, 10 minutes later, the Batmobile's back again. It's at- the end of the game yeah whatever the batmobile was back i did not like that uh upgrade screens upgrade screens were a little wonky in my opinion Uh, it was a little harder for me to get used to them considering how the game had kind of progressed you almost like it was linear and then now you have this this expansive menu that it took me a little bit to get you to get my head wrapped around what what was going on there i didn't like him as much uh it's a puzzle game and like i said when mikey was to his point i've never had to look up so many walkthroughs as i did in this game and i didn't like that i i consider myself a somewhat smart person even though i don't really like puzzle games i can figure them out if i put my mind to it and i tried on a few of these and still had to look them up and i just i just didn't like that um Batman lying to Robin. I, I really dislike that segment of the storytelling. I, uh, you know, we, we could, or, or we can leave it. I don't care. Ethan, I didn't, I didn't particularly like that point. Batman is not a good person. They have been I, telling us that the entire time. 
I get it, but there's other things at play there that I feel like Bruce Wayne, at the very least, should have taken into consideration. But that's we could we can revisit that. We can circle back if you want to. Uh, I didn't like Arkham Knight I, as you. a villain. It just the whole that whole thing, that whole so aspect of the story, stupid. So yes, bad. It it just did not work for me. Uh, drone swarms and Cobra tanks. Mm. My God, I about had a conniption. Because it, it, like, take out a bomb, take out a bomb that's sitting there in the ground. Oh, we're going to send 45 tanks to you after you've already defeated the Arkham Knight. Now, I don't believe it. It doesn't work for me. I didn't appreciate the level. Uh, the, it where, didn't make sense to me. Where, a lot of it didn't make sense to me. Where is he getting all of those tanks? Yeah. You, you're, you're telling me Bruce airdrop that stuff. You're telling me Bruce Wayne's like uh because I'm telling you right now, he, he took the money from Bruce Wayne to get the tanks. <laughs> you're telling me yeah. Bruce Wayne is like, my god, a billion dollars is missing. That's ah, fine, whatever. No, stupid. Yeah, continue. Could, I just I had to insert you could invade you can invade a small country with the level of armament that the Arkham Knight had. It never well, see that's stops. why you, you should have I, done it. Before you finish the main story, I get that. I get that now. I, this may be the fault of this may be my fault that I had to deal with this. But honestly, the drone swarms and the Cobra tanks just that that whole the gameplay of it annoyed me as well. Um, the Thresher Maw, that whole sequence. <laughs> I use the, the <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, what else can you describe it as? The underground boring thing that Arkham Knight uses. That whole sequence was wonky and did not work for me. And I had to use the Batmobile, and I didn't want to. The dangling Batmobile, I hated that. Um, the driving mechanics that are in play with the Batmobile, it just I didn't appreciate it. The last thing and everything else here is whatever. Make your argument if you want or don't. I, I could care less. They bothered me. I didn't appreciate them. The one thing, though, that really did strike a nerve with me, and it's probably why this got the M rating, and that is the on-screen depictions of suicide. Now, I'm willing to admit that because of my own experience with suicides amongst friends from the time I was very young, to today probably leaves me a bit susceptible to being triggered. Uh, triggered by it yeah that's that's a good word for it we'll leave it right there it, there's a whole lot of other things that are at play with that though but that's a simple explanation and i really didn't appreciate where they were going depicting that particular aspect of their storytelling with barbara and i understand it was played for dramatic purposes and they come back to it later and she's not really dead fine that's but i still didn't like it it did not contribute to my enjoyment of the game at all and really triggered me hard and and i i didn't like it and then there, later there's another character that does it as well one of the the joker victims and i don't know both times i found myself really questioning whether i wanted to continue with the game or not I mean, it, it was that kind of reaction. And like I said, that's that's me personally. Um, and and I, I'll, I'll leave that as a disclaimer right off the top. But yeah, it, it got to me just a bit. And it really, the, the comic bookiness of the first two games, with those actions, with the depiction of suicide, 
took away the comic bookness that I appreciated about the first two Arkham Knight games. And it really dropped my opinion and appreciation for this game just by having that on screen. And like I said, I, maybe it's just me, maybe it's my experience, but I can't, I can't review this game without that feature featuring very heavily in my review of this game and the story that it told. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to piggyback on that just for a second. Oh, did you have something to say, Ryan? Go ahead. Well, I mean, I was just going to say that the whole Barbara Gordon deal was just, it was one of my notes too. Um, I'd, none of it, none of it really seemed necessary and none of it really even ended up making sense. And you, we have the, the depiction here where we do see her take her own life. But then we're given to understand that that never actually happened. That was just all part of um, Batman because he had been influenced by the uh, the fear toxin. So this was part of Batman's fear of losing his what he considers to be family in Barbara. But then I, I never felt like there was really a real resolution as to what actually happened in that moment because we all saw what happened but then she's back and she's fine did did i miss it did they ever explain what really happened when she was in that chamber yeah, was it supposed to be hallucination because if it's a hallucination it was quite convincing because i was playing it the whole time Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know there they was do. never there was never a, a a cue that let me know okay this is a dream sequence or you know the toxin toxin is at play here for me to see it and then separate from it mm-hmm. and say yeah. okay well i i understand why this is being shown to me no it was just boom and and the fallout of mm-hmm. Barbara's death. And that was, right. it was jarring. Yeah. And so then we have all of the other things that we don't like about Batman's decisions about how he dealt with uh, commissioner Gordon, how he dealt with Robin, where he flat out lied to Robin. Yeah. But I mean, he lied in the sense that what he believed to be the truth, he didn't tell. But then in the end, if he had told her, told him what he believed to have been the truth, it would have devastated him for something that never actually happened. Yeah. So I don't, would, would that have been more interesting or I don't know. I just, I I just want to know what actually happened to Barbara. Did Scarecrow ever actually even kidnap her? How was she in that chamber to begin with for Batman to be able to witness her taking her own life, but it never actually happened? I, Go ahead, I'm, I'm willing to accept that this was a hallucination, that was, this was an hallucination, but it was never explained to us, was it? Did I miss it? Um, it ahead, looks like Gabe is, oh, okay. I'm just trying to get my camera figured out here. Go ahead, Mike. Okay. Uh, 
that I believe you go there directly after you confront the scarecrow for the first time, correct? And you find out that uh, Joker is like in your head and all that with Barbara. Uh, no, like right after you confront Scarecrow for the first time and you get exposed to all that gas while it's leaking and you're like doing the containers and stuff, you basically go straight back to where Poison Ivy was, correct? If I remember correctly, I think, but I think that's why, because it's very fresh and I think Scarecrow knew that you were tripping balls on some blue flowers pretty hard (laughs) at that that moment. (laughs) But I feel oh, like, here. <laughs> yeah, and in in that moment, there's kind of some tells for me, because especially that that moment when that does happen, you don't see it actually happen. Joker walks in front of her and does a thing to where that's kind of a tell that you're hallucinating because he is a hallucination and you are, you know, so I, I can kind of see what they were trying to do with it but I can definitely see where it would be super confusing because it is. <laughs> I think, that I think this that's is, part of it. I, th- I think it's a stretch. Yeah, you know, it is. In a, in a lot of ways. And, and I think, you know, had the, the thing of Barbara doing that and being like, oh, wow, it, it adds weight to the situation. It's like, this is really do or die. You know what I mean? Like Batman's really going through some stuff here. And for me personally, the first time I played it, I was like, whoa, like I couldn't believe they, they did that. I'm like, oh my God, they killed Barbara which I think was the effect that was meant to happen. And I wasn't really thinking about, you know, oh, she, she took her own life. I I wasn't thinking about that at the time. And and I, I'd known, I'd had people close to me, you know what I mean? That had, that had taken their, their life around that time, but I wasn't really thinking about that as much. It mostly, I think the intended effect was it gave you more of a sense of drive and more of a sense of purpose. And in a weird way, it's like, okay, they did that, but then they do it again. That's yeah. what I didn't appreciate. Yeah, but, no, no. The, it, it felt like there was an emphasis being put on that particular act. And that's at I that mean, point. Yeah. And that's that that actually it, it's a minor character and you're not supposed to really care. But here we are faced with it again. And I, and, and I'm sorry, the, the reality is we're in the midst of a pandemic in which probably the suicide rate has gone way up because people are socially isolated more and it's easier to fall into that, that sickness, that trap and seeing it depicted in a game in this way is not something that I personally have been confronted with before. And so it really started making me think about the game that I'm playing and the story that it's telling and what it's doing for me psychologically, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and if that's the point of the, de- if that's what the developers were going for, well, mission accomplished. The problem is I didn't care for it. And, and so I feel like that's a more than anything else, more than the Batmobile, even this is the thing that stands out to me that I don't appreciate about this game. Yeah. And, and I think you're well within your right to feel that way. You know, um, yeah. I, I that is so it's the biggest controversy right because Barbara Gordon you know she had some pretty horrible things happen to her already you know in the killing joke and just any I think any any like big Batman fan you know what I mean that knows and is familiar with that storyline and has love for the character because I don't view Barbara as a side character I view her as a very integral part of the operation um but I've spent more time with her than you have Ethan in the comics. You know what I mean? So 
I, I see I see both sides taking, you know, a depiction of someone taking their own life is never a good thing. I'm not trying to insinuate that. I just think the fallout and the effect that they were trying to have, I think in a, in a lot of ways and for many probably accomplished that in that particular moment because it ends up not being a thing. And had it been a hallucinate, it was a hallucination. And I think that that was they were trying to, in a way, show Crane's mastermindness and i think in a lot of ways they kind of tried to make him like grand admiral thrawn like he's always one step ahead of batman and he knows how his fear toxin is going to affect his subjects and here's the thing too i was thinking about maybe maybe um you know that it seems like there's lost time in between his hallucinations and stuff like that maybe crane had put it in his head that he had killed barbara and then bruce was later playing out that scenario in his head so maybe even though we saw a certain version of that happening Scarecrow, Scarecrow had basically just told him that he had killed Barbara potentially, but we as the player don't really think about that. It's just it was kind of a it was kind of a sleazy way to do that on Rocksteady's part and and kind of tone deaf really in a lot of ways. Um, but I, I think there's also a good majority of people that that kind of did just brush it off, um, unfortunately. So Henry but- Henry bothers me more. <laughs> um, that that felt more unnecessary. Like, you know, and I, I don't know. Go ahead, Ryan. Well, no, I'm I'm still on the on the the the, the barber point, though. Um, and I forgot what you just said because we've moved on. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't. I hope I didn't offend. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to. I'm not making any defenses. I'm just... No, you didn't. You didn't. No, you didn't. No, uh, I think I remember what it was now. It was just that you're saying, okay, maybe that's what that's what Scarecrow was trying to do, was trying to put it into Batman's head. And cool, I'm all for that. But you need to tell us. Yeah, that's as the, the viewer, issue. as the it's game true. player, you it's need true. to tell us what's going on because yeah, now here I have played have through this whole out some game. of these puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's some true. of some of us are dumb. Some of us aren't Ryan Mazzocco. <laughs> yeah, hey, the, you know the I am gamer. Ryan Mazzocco and I don't know what happened. So, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Here we are. Uh, Ethan hit it on the head, though. It's it's both instances are very jarring. Um, So there's just no get, there's just no getting around it, whether you appreciate the effect. And it's like whether you have that drive, because the first time I played it, I was like, Oh, Scarecrow's going down, dude. Like, I'm taking him down. And I think that's what they wanted you to feel. And then lo and behold, it's like, oh my God, she's alive. Like, that's that's the triumphant whatever that they're trying to to that's the game they're trying to play in this sick, dark, twisted, you know, fear toxin infested city. You know what I mean? And you know, it, it's it's jarring though, nonetheless. What else didn't you like about the game, Ethan? Uh, that's all my list. Uh, you know what? I want to piggyback on one thing that Ethan said because he went through his list really, really fast. Um, yeah, so the Jason Todd, that whole the Arkham Knight, the Arkham Knight villain was just dumb. It was it was like a, a jealous ex girlfriend, and uh, nope. And you nope. can't reason with her. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a great. But setup. she comes around at the end. He comes around at the end for like five seconds and then you never see him again. Disappears. So maybe be Batman sidekick again. Well, they, or yeah, I think that they potentially, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, it, it, that's, that's just it though. Is I mean, for one thing, Batman doesn't really like sidekicks, even though he keeps having them. So he's not going to actually let Jason play with him. So, 
uh, that that wouldn't have happened so we just need to just expose who he is and then just move on from the story i get that because that's the kind of that's the kind of guy that batman is but um i mean i guess we're supposed to assume that the, the whole story that we saw play out with joker really getting into jason's head but even still it just it just seems he had to have really just done a number on him because what is going to take someone who is one of his closest friends a confidant and you know somebody who who he absolutely trusts there's so much trust between the two besides just the amount of trust that jason has for bruce wayne but then for him to just do a complete 180 on him build a massive army and and using all of the knowledge and all of the tricks that he knows to 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 come come at him and it, it was built up really well i felt like it was like this is a great mystery who is this guy what do we know from playing arkham asylum or arkham city of these prisoners like that's what i'm thinking it's got to be one of the guys that was in jail it's somebody that batman put away or something but it's got to be something like that no it, it was jason the whole time and and no. not even friday the 13th jason either <laughs> yeah so disappointing mm-hmm. I, I it's it's frustrating because they took they tried to take a lot of the death in the family storyline as well as the red hood storyline um and they just completely botched it uh in so many ways, I, 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 that, that has never made sense to me. Like the entire Arkham Knight storyline is so stupid. It is so dumb. And it's not even a good, it's not even a good representation of Jason Todd. Jason Todd's like, you're going to pay dark Knight. You're old. You're an old man. And you're like, no, dude, Jason is cool. And like, he's a hothead, but like he is, a very cool character that is the whole time I'm playing that every time it got to the point of we're, we're moving that a little bit further and it's somebody from, we know from the Arkham series and I just found myself not caring. I didn't care ultimately when it came down to it. So when the reveal happens, like whatever, let's, let's get to scarecrow. That's what I was wanting to to get down to. And And, and as a villain, he worked as a foil. He worked. But I did not care about how he got there, honestly. And ultimately, it fell flat for me. Go ahead, Mikey. Something that has always bothered me about this game that actually hearing you guys talk about it, it, I feel like it would have made it a better game. A lot of like the Red Hood storyline is him. Basically, after he takes on the persona of Red Hood, he basically controls all the gangs in Gotham. Because he is feared. Why didn't they make Penguin and all of the thugs, Two-Face, everybody, be controlled by Red Hood and be known as by Red Hood and just make you play that storyline out? It would have made it so much cleaner. It would have been... It would have been awesome. God, people would have been like, oh my God. That we're doing uh, we're playing it. You know what's going to happen. It's... Yeah. And then having Scarecrow on top of that, here's the thing. 
having Arkham Knight do his own thing, you could have explored that by itself. Why do Arkham Knight and Scarecrow have to team up? That was the biggest thing that was stupid. That was so dumb. Well, they never at any point really meshed as a, a group, as a duo. You know, that was the thing that I noticed all the way through is they're working together, but they're not. You know, it, it never felt like they were really coordinated. It's just Arkham Knight felt like he was attacking because he knew Scarecrow's attack was happening. They didn't actually feel coordinated, even though you're supposed to believe that they were in cahoots together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Every aspect of that relationship doesn't make any sense. And the biggest thing is, why is why are you picking Scarecrow? Like, I love Scarecrow in this game, but why would you, like, why wouldn't you go for, like what Mikey was saying, why wouldn't you just go for literally the conglomerate of the most powerful part of the, of Gotham city, which is all of the gangs. Why wouldn't you just opt in for that? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Cause they're, they're always talking about an uprising and who's going to be the next top villain. Right. It seems like an obvious choice of what your next game's going to be about, but, but, yeah. no. but no, it's yeah. Well, it just, it had to be somebody whose name started with Arkham because this was the Arkham series. And the only way to make an Arkham villain was to make him the Arkham Knight to be the dichotomy of the Dark Knight. And so let's just start there and then make it up for the rest of the way. Yeah, and it just doesn't work. And what they did was like, let's no, guys, we had two solid games. Let's not focus on the story. Batmobile. That's what we're gonna focus on. Oh my god! Okay. They so set the they so set the tone when it first comes in. It swings around toward camera, and there's the there's the brake disc with yeah. the bat symbol on the hub. And I'm just they like, are... oh god, this is the next twenty hours of my life. Yep. And <laughs> yeah. So okay, okay. Uh, Ethan, that was. Is there anything else you want to piggyback on? No, Ryan? I'm good. Anything Ryan needs to piggyback on before I get to my hot takes? No, nah, I don't think so. Okay. I'm just going to echo a lot of the same stuff that you guys echoed, really. But I want to talk about the Batmobile. Um, Do we have to? It is the most polarizing we thing. We have about, to. It is, it, is about, it is the most polarizing thing about these three games, period. You either like it or you do not like it. I don't think there's an in-between. I hate it. I don't hate the driving part. The driving part's cool. I hate I hate the tank combat so much. I hate the drones. They literally had to use drones because Batman won't kill. God forbid, like, think about what Mikey was saying. He drives around with his Batmobile fighting gangs. Like, just make a bigger version of Arkham City and do everything you were going to do before. But don't... Why do we need it to be a tank? Why? And the t- it's like, oh, well, the, the Tumblr. Like, the Tumblr is... You can literally download the Tumblr from Nolan's Batmans and use that in this game. But guess what? There's no guns on that Batmobile. It is... I think it is so stupid. 
I hate it. Well, they made a long way of making the point that um, you know it, you hear the the gang the gang members' conversations are talking about uh, you know that thing shot fires non lethal rounds feels like getting punched by a gorilla or whatever it is. Um, you know what? I I don't know a lot about anything, but I can tell you with absolute certainty that Batman killed a ton of people in this game. <laughs> totally. And, yeah. and I mean, not just this game, but, you know, in all of the games, because, I mean. What about just... the time he's just straight up electrocuted those guys whenever he gets the, the gun? I'm like, oh, I just killed those guys. Like, <laughs> he did. They're dead. And then the, the way they try to play it off, though, even in the Batmobile, when you're flying through the city, right? It has those little electrical discharges. <laughs> When yeah. he hits somebody, yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. T tell me those guys didn't turn into mush when they hit the yeah. buildings that they Literally. got splattered into. Yeah, right. It is, is like Ron White said. It isn't that the wind is blowing; it's what the wind is blowing. <laughs> yeah, right. So you go flying off of the Batmobile at seventy miles per hour and slam into a building. Batman didn't kill you; the building did. <laughs> right, undead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that is the that is the it is the biggest conceit and problem that I have with this game, really, was well, I've already gone into my my biggest problem with it. But but yeah, this is this is the one that really cements for me the ultimately the negative rate rating that I will give this game. Here's the thing. It's essentially a new gadget in your gadget wheel. It is. It's problem is they force fed it to you through the entire game. Forced it down your freaking throat. For instance, like whenever you come out of the building, it's like you you have to uh, you know Joker is like don't worry bats I got this, and then he just all like eh, you know and like it's like the dr dramatized you know he like basically gets shot up or whatever. I would have loved to have found a way around that and taken out all those guys without using the Batmobile. Point is, they didn't give us an option. They forced you to do it that way. And at, by that point, we're like 10 hours into the game. And I don't need to know. It's like, dude, I know. Make it an option without forcing me to do the thing. And they didn't do that. They didn't. The, 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 there is no innovation on the gadgets from throughout all three of these games to where it's like you feel like you can actually use the gadgets in a interesting way. Like, it's just there's just not a, there's not a lot of depth. Like, Strategically. Yeah, you have yeah, you have your quick fire. That's that's been in the last three games, like in the last two games. The quick fire has always been a thing. You don't have a way to make it feel deep. And you know, to get back to the Spider-Man thing, you totally do in Spider-Man. You have different angles, you can kind of attack each situation. Whereas in this game, it's like, no, to get through this, these specific situations, you gotta use this one. You gotta use the explosive gel. You gotta use the you know, yeah, you can maneuver this, but you might as well blind the drone. You better pull out that remote hacker so that you can blind the drone or else it can be really hard for you. You know what I mean? Like there's just not, there, there's a clear solution to every single part of it. And I understand, you know, the game is, it's 2015. I understand. It sucks that the, it sucks that there wasn't more options back then because all they did was improve on the existing stuff we had in the past two games, um, which is frustrating. And the Batmobile should have – the Batmobile is basically that thing 
but it's used way more than any of the other gadgets. So I that's. Mean... Do you feel like you used the Batmobile more than your grappler? Because I bet not. The grappler is not the grappler is not on the weapon wheel. Yeah, but you have to yeah, use it, it if you if is you it have on the to. Wheel? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, have to use it if you want to fly through the city. There's a they're difference. Forcing you, they're forcing you, they're force feeding you the grappler. If you want to glide through the city, you have to use it. There's a difference, yeah. though. Yeah, but the grappler, the grappler, you don't have to awesome. use the grappler to take out tanks. Exactly. It's not, and, and I hated having to take out tanks. I'd I rather have just avoided them altogether. I if I, I didn't care if my next objective was two thousand meters away. I soared through Gotham City every single time because that is way more fun to me. Like looking through and and looking, you know, looking around the city and like diving and like seeing how high I can go. Like I just I really enjoyed that aspect of it more. And that, these are my personal feelings. And this is my personal negativity towards the Batmobile. This this hit the same way for me back in twenty fifteen. I never liked the tank combat. It's it's it feels so un Batman to me, and that's it's not it's not part of the, it's not the Arkham series. It's not it, that's it's not what it, the Arkham series is about. Yeah, I mean, and we can go on and on about the Batmobile. I, I I hate the combat. I wish I would have just been able to just drive around. That would have been more fun. I mean, give me you know you can give me the the uh, you know the not the Vulcan cannon, but like the 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 chain guns. You know that was cool. That's like some spy hunter vibes going on. Like that would have been cool. Um, I understand. And, and I, I know a lot of people that really like the Batmobile. Not for me. Um, moving on from that point, unless anyone wants to say anything about my hatred for the Batmobile. Go ahead, Mikey. The tank wasn't part of the Batmobile. Would you guys enjoy it? Yes. Yeah, I do. I did enjoy it. That's yeah. the thing is like the Riddler stuff. Where the I thought every Riddler mission was going to be like Mario Kart, basically, you know, like trying to get the best lap time, but it wasn't. Oh, I hated those. Really, I loved it. I thought yeah, that was so it's much a fun. lot of video gamey stuff. I hate that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, go, I I would have enjoyed it. I would have actually used the Batmobile to traverse Gotham City. I still wouldn't have, personally. That's I feel like that's when you're flying through the sky. Above every building in in sight, that is that is the Arkham series, in my opinion. That that's yeah. the best part of the game. That's when I feel the most Batman. I'm just like I would agree. The only time the Batmobile should have shown up is when you defeated a a thug and you needed to throw him in the trunk. When you absolutely him needed him, yeah, yeah. Because you I can't mean, fly through the air holding a thug. I mean, admittedly, admittedly, yeah. there was a lot of time I did spend in the Batmobile driving around, and I would drive and like get a head start, and then I would launch. I liked launching out of the Batmobile. You could use that, yeah. You know, so I and I I, up, I upgraded the perk to where like you get shot like a mile in the sky, super fast, and like God, so freaking cool. I love that. I love that effect. But I, I think I would have I would have enjoyed it more had the tanks not been a thing. Had had they figured out a way to utilize the Batmobile in a more simple in a more simple way instead of making it a, just a straight up tank. Like I just didn't like it. They do all the teasing with the the Batwing. Why not keep the Batmobile its own thing? And then we need to fight tanks. Yes. You have a plane. Dude, <laughs> call, that would, call it an airstrike. Yes, literally. <laughs> that would have been that. that would have been amazing. Like yeah. that would have been incredible, actually. No. Like that's that is way, just that's, a that's a one billion dollar piece of equipment, and its only job is to drop things off for Batman for the tank. Yeah. For yeah. the tank, it's like a it's like a a super souped up Amazon drone 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. Except with one destination. This is mm-hmm. a billion dollar package, man. Woo! <laughs> um, yeah. So no, that that there's that. Uh, let's move on from the Batmobile. I think everyone understands how we how we feel about it. Some of us like it, some of us don't. That's fine. I still enjoyed it a little bit. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for you. There were times I've been being I've been devil's advocate a lot here. I mean, I'm not saying that I absolutely loved everything about the Batmobile. Um. I'm not sure I hated it as much as, as some of the other people in the room, but <laughs> I've tried to give it a, the first time I played it, hated it. Second time I tried to give it more of a chance, hated it even more. This third time, I'm like, yeah, this the Batmobile in this game is stupid. Like, not the Batmobile, the tank, the tank mobile does not work for me and never will. For- um, no, I, go ahead, go ahead. I think. It, you may hate that. You may hate that combat and what that does and all the uh, questions it raises about the Batmobile. I think they're just trying to give you more of just possibilities of what Batman has and toys. And I, for me... Don't need when, more. I mean, I, I felt like I needed more because it's Batman. He always has more gadgets and more stuff that he, you know what I mean? Okay. This, Give us options on gadgets. That is Let's true. Do more stuff as Batman. That is definitely and, true. And if I want to do Batmobile, give me a little bit to work with. Give me don't the make option. It, don't give me 50 50. I'm Batman. I'm also Batman in a tank. Right. Don't do that 50 50 because Batman. it don't, it doesn't work. It didn't yeah. work. I think too. Here's my thing. Give me the Batmobile. In the times where I need to use the power winch and like need to use it to like progress the story, not in a combat way, mm. it's like, oh my God, like the Batmobile can do that. That would make it feel cooler to me. Like the power winch aspect and like dangling. It's like, oh my God, like that. I liked that part of it. It was just yeah. going from combat into those things and being so Batmobile heavy. A lot of the campaign, like a lot of the campaign is Batmobile heavy. Like from the very, first mission basically going yeah. to ace chemicals it's like god i just want to fly around like i did in the last two games oh, like, that yeah. was that was a terrible level yeah anyways okay any more go <laughs> go ahead mikey go ahead i just have one question and this is kind of pointed towards ethan a little bit more if they would have cleaned up how sloppy it is to drive that thing and turned off the uh driver line assist uh would you have yeah. enjoyed it more no i would have because it felt like at times that i was playing forza horizon yes and that sucked yes I, I i i could not get behind it and i understand i'm in a comic book game but i mean honestly it, i can't i shouldn't be able to drive through a building yeah. and there not be consequences you know the building shouldn't still be standing 10 minutes later after yeah. i've driven a hole through it yeah. you know <laughs> there there are there were those aspects that just I have to be in it because I have to be in it because they there's the thing that I got to do and the and the 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 army that I got to take out and okay mm-hmm. I have to do that but then you're right the physics of it that was enough it was just another layer that I didn't appreciate maybe yeah. if they had made it like, like what drive. you suggested <laughs> yeah made it yeah maybe if it was a little more fun to drive yeah. I could have eased into it a little bit better and and been a little less critical yeah that that's some that was my biggest thing where it was it was very forgiving when you were driving it, cause it would just plow through anything, but it also like you couldn't, there's no way to get good at it. That thing is a perpetual motion machine. Yeah. You don't get good at driving just... the bike Batmobile. You get good at hitting things and yeah. driving. Yeah. That was, that's probably my biggest thing, but I still, I still enjoyed it for somehow. 
I think know. about I think about Batman driving that thing and like ramming into something and being like <laughs> idiot. You know what I mean? Like, what is he thinking whenever he's driving that thing? And like, like he's just like cooped up. You know it can't be spacious. He's all yeah. He's in like, like a Formula One position. Dude, it's literally no. like how Penguin is depicted in Batman Returns. That is literally Batman in the actual Batmobile in this game. He's just like, you know what I mean? Like just shit, you know, like gyrating all over the place inside the Batmobile and breaking everything. How is Gotham just not completely annihilated? We're done talking about the Batmobile. I'm done. I'm not talking about it ever again. Moving on. Moving on. Do you have anything else you'd like to, any more brain? Another thing about the Batmobile. Hey guys, watch this. Check this out. Uh, Anyways. Um, Anyways. I I unmute. Can, I am actually asking him to unmute now. Can you can you do that oh. for me, please? Uh, that'd be great. Um, another thing I I didn't like. There's a there's a point. Ethan Ethan touched on it. Whenever you go down into the you know the the underground, right? And you thought you thwarted the Arkham Knight already, and then he shows up in. You guys remember, uh, like the driller in The Incredible? The you know, Underminer. Like, the Underminer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Underminer shows up. And it's like, oh my god, it's been Arkham Knight this whole time. It's like, where did you get that? That's a bill. That's like a a, a five hundred million dollar machine. T- it's like, how? And I feel like what they were trying to do is touch on the older Batman style of. This is my shark repellent spray, like things that shouldn't happen in in a Batman story do happen. That feels like one of those things. I understand it's a video game, but I hated that so much. The, I, the I, mechanic of it, the mechanic of so it as stupid. gameplay it, was broke and, and I didn't appreciate it whatsoever. I mean. I'm glad I knew what I was doing and, and it's sure it's fireworks and it's fun. And it's like, well, the first time you pop the trophy or the, the achievement, you know, and it's like, Oh, that was, that's weird, but cool. You know? And the best part of that whole thing is like what, what Ethan said, whenever the Batmobile gets destroyed and what, whenever you're all chkunk, you know, you eject and go out the manhole. That's the best part of that whole sequence. And I, for whatever reason, I just, it felt like, all the events leading up to that it's so batmobile heavy tank heavy excuse me and then you're just going 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 and then all of a sudden it's like and now we have this on top of it it just it added it added another layer to the arkham knight that i just the and game should about the batmobile again the, the game should have been something different around arkham knight no no it's okay ethan we're not talking about the batmobile again we're so we're going back to my too smart too good Again, it's true. because now You're, we have Arkham Arkham Knight, who's for whatever reason has this digging monster machine, and I mean it was cool for whatever it was that he needed to do at that time when he was facing off with Batman, and it worked. It worked so good, right? Because it it did what it was supposed to do. It destroyed the Batmobile. Um. But, you know, this is also just kind of one of those things. It's like it's a video gamey thing where. Um, Excuse me. Huh? It's, video, it's a video gamey thing. How would yeah, you know it's, a, that? It's, it's a it's a <laughs> it's a video gamey thing where I mean, this is it's 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 in all kinds of video games, but it's been through the entire Arkham cities where this is Arkham series where we have our villains who are setting up these elaborate things for Batman to go through and they're assuming 
that they're going to get to that point or they're not assuming that he's going to die in the first level of whatever it is that they're setting up for him. Um, because if, if the Joker thinks that he's going to die in the first phase of what he has set up for him in Arkham Asylum, then why does he have all of those other things set up throughout the rest of the game? And so now we have Arkham Knight who, I mean, if he has the thing that he knows is, is that's what's going to defeat Batman, then let's just start with that one. Why do we have to do all of the other things that Batman is able to get through? And then, oh, you got me this time, but I got another one for you. You know, that that takes a lot of time, money and other resources and henchmen to have in place just in case Batman gets through the first level and the second level and the third, you know, and then we just keep on going until eventually Jason just kind of goes off the rails and starts going on about if no one can have you then or if i can't have you no one can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the whole broke girlfriend thing. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think yeah and all these things we're talking about these are huge things for an arkham game for us to be talking about these things that half of us don't care about my biggest thing is i liked i liked being batman in this game and i like a lot of the side things you can do the man bat is an awesome throwback um uh, uh, the side quests are interesting they're really interesting and fun and harken back to things that happened in previous games and i think the dlc is really well fleshed out and pretty cool as well i think they put a lot of time and effort into the dlc my biggest problem is that the story in this game while there were things I really liked about it, does not feel like an Arkham game to me for the most part. It does not feel like a true ending to the first two stories that we got in this trilogy. It does not feel, it does not sit right. It is, it is like it, something is just off. And whether it's adding the new mechanics in or adding a, 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 going a little too dark, I don't know. It just doesn't feel... It's not the the ending story that I that I wanted really well, um, well, in a lot of ways. Well, I mean, the only tie-in to Arkham is the fact that our main villain, actually, not even our main villain, by the time we get to the end of it, but the villain that kind of gets this whole nope, not the one that gets it started. You know what? I don't even know where Arkham Knight actually comes in. He just shows up after the story is already started, but. His name starts with Arkham. So this is part of the Arkham series. Yeah. And that's it's, why it's shoehorned in. Yeah. That's why they called him Arkham Knight yeah. is because all the other games started Have with Arkham. Arkham. And you're not wrong. And that's why it's frustrating is because they've shown us that they can tell a really dope story, but they didn't for the most part. Half of it, a lot of part of it was really cool, but the other part of it really sours it in a lot of ways. And after I finished the story in this game, I was like, I want more of what I had in Arkham City. Like, I want that feeling again. Like, I want to go do that again. And thank God Arkham Origins exists because that's exactly what it is. It's literally more of the same of Arkham City, but it's a younger Batman. And, you know, I'm, I am excited to revisit that and, and 
because I, I remember playing I remember playing Arkham Origins after I played Arkham Knight and thinking like this game does not deserve the hate that it got like from a lot of people. So but anyways, I digress. There is yeah. my my final hot takes about this game. We finally have come to the point in the show we are going to slap a number on this bad boy after good lord, good golly, Miss Molly, like two hours and fifteen minutes. This is a, this is a honker, but it's a good, it's a nice send off for Game Club for now because we're taking we're taking we're taking a, a little hiatus. You know, what I mean? I'm taking an extended break from Game Club because I'm a tired boy and I need to focus my my efforts elsewhere for right now, just for a month or two. We'll see what happens. Ethan, I'm gonna throw it to you first. Let's get the because I know you're gonna have the worst score of everybody. Arkham Knight. Wow, really? You think so? Uh, you're probably right. Um, look, this is a beautiful game. I, I visually uh, 100% love this game. It is better than the first two, and I appreciate it for that. Uh, this, like I said, all of the sound design is incredible. The music score is wonderful. There are elements of the story that worked really well for me, and I really did appreciate the work that Mark Hamill and all of the voice actors did. It, it was good that said there's a lot of stuff that's wrong with this game and that i don't like and that i didn't appreciate i've already gone into all of that so um you said something gabe though that i really kind of honed in on and, and made a note here it, it, this game does feel disconnected from the front from the first two it's connected in that it introduces you in the first of the game to a continuation of you know, fallout from the first two games, right? You see Joker being burned, his body being burned and you feel like, okay, that, that arc is done now. Well, it's not. And it's cool that they figured out a way to keep that going. So there is a connection to the rest of the Arkham series, but you're right. It's not a complete connection. And this game does in the end, end up feeling disconnected. Uh, you mentioned, Arkham Origins, whether or not I'd be interested in continuing forward. I love Year One. That's a great comic series. I own the, the movie. It's a great movie. I love it. I am willing to go through and play Arkham Origins. It's going to be a while, though, because halfway through this game, the fatigue set in hard, and it part of that has probably soured me somewhat. But I've been a couple of weeks, three weeks away from this game now since I've completed the main story and have done some of the side quests. It's been three weeks and I was hoping that this conversation would kind of elevate my score. It hasn't. I'm giving it a four out of 10 just because all in all, not that enjoyable, not nearly as enjoyable as the first two. And that's, uh, I'm going to ding this one pretty hard. Suicides, Batmobile, drone swarms and arkham knight and it, it, it and that's a that's a big chunk of the game that you're dealing with i i look at that and and i just can't get past it four out of ten okay um brian all right well so since um i'm just gonna do a little catch up here real quick because um for some reason um, I failed to be here for the discussions of Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, but uh, I feel like I just need to address this just so we kind of have a baseline. So um, on a scale of one to 10, I'm just going to throw out here Arkham Asylum. I'm going to give that an eight, 8.5 out of 10. 
and nope, Arkham City. No decimals. Yes, nope, yes no, there's no. decimals. You can have them. You weren't here. No, no decimals. <laughs> no decimals it. allowed. It's either you have to pick one. Okay. Eight or nine. Okay. Eight. So 8.5 for Asylum. And then Arkham City, this is my own rating system, um, is a nine. All right, so now I'm just going to go ahead and skip straight to Arkham Knight. Is uh, I'm going to give it an eight, actually. So, you know, one of the things about the the drone swarms that uh, Ethan really takes issue with, and maybe I'm just misremembering this a little bit, but I don't remember the drone swarms being a big, huge part of the main story. Um, I remember them being more of some of the side missions, um, which admittedly I did, I did put some of those off. Um, eventually I got good at them and I was able to beat them. Um, but I mean, again, that's a side mission. That's not part of the main story. So the side missions are just kind of the things that are there to add to the game overall and kind of keep you busy. And, you know, I actually kind of appreciated that. One of the things that I liked about this game was how long it took me to complete it. And I look at this from an economic financial point of view, because I am not the kind of person because because as I've stated before many times, I am not a gamer. So I don't like to go out and buy video games because they cost a lot of money um, and then I have to spend time on them. So it's, for me, the more money that I have to spend on a game, I'm thinking about how much time am I putting into this game? Or you could think also in the terms of return on investment. So the, the more hours that you have in a game, the more value you're getting for that game. And it's one of the things that I actually appreciated about this game was the length of the game, including all the side missions, because there was still more to do. And so I felt like I was getting more value out of this game, even though admittedly I was playing this on Game Pass, so I didn't actually have to pay the, the full price for the for the game but still it when i do play games yeah and so uh, this was one of the things that we cheated ethan and i were talking about this um off mic uh, a few days ago and he he was complaining to me about how long it took and my response was that's one of the things that i loved about this game was how long it took and because if you just you yeah. plunk down the money and then you spend 10 or 12 hours playing a game. I'm like, wow, that's not great value. Yeah. And, and, and not to mitigate what you're saying, Ryan, I, I, I appreciate what you're saying. Cause I, I see your point of view, but there's a certain expectation going into this game based on previous Arkham games. I had an expectation. Mm -hmm. I want 10 to 15 hours and then I want to be done with it. I have not 100% of this game and I'm 25 plus hours into this game and I didn't want to put that much time in it. And I, I'm probably not going to put any more time in it. Yeah. Okay. But see, I mean that, but that's you. And for me, I was probably 40, 50 hours in this game 
and thinking, wow, I, I, I wish there was something else to do. So, I mean, that's just where we are. You know, I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed most of the mechanics. There were definitely plot issues that I had with this and we discussed those um and even so that's just kind of i'm i'm looking at these with an overly critical eye trying to to pick out the things for the sake of conversation but ultimately when it comes down to it i enjoyed almost every moment of playing this game and it left me with wanting more to do in this game have you played the dlc yet no, I haven't played any DLC. I, okay. I, I had to cram and try to get it done in time for this. I hear you. Okay. So 8 out of 10 from you. Yeah. Okay. Mikey. I'm, I'm kind of split down the middle, kind of Ethan and Ryan, whereas I I think it, it it's nice having more more things to do in this game and more time that you can put into it. But for me, it's substance over quantity because it, it's not when I'm doing like all the side missions, every time I played this game, I I enjoy this game, but every time I play it, it's monotonous almost once you start getting towards the end of a lot of the most wanted list in order to hundred percent this game. Whereas every time I think of this game, I'm like, man, I just, I really just want to play Arkham city again. Cause that's, that's one of my favorite games that I I'd give that game that that's a 10 for me. It gets I, to the point. I love that game. And every time I play that game, I'm like, none of this feels overwhelming or I, I do want more in Arkham city. I'm, I'm not saying I don't want more Batman, but for you, Ryan, I feel like in this type of game, you're always going to want more, you know, because it's it's really good. Like the base mechanics are awesome. You just you feel like Batman and you never who never doesn't want to be Batman, you know, so that that's where it, it falls short for me. And so I'll probably give it a seven um, compared to a 10 for Arkham City for me, which I feel like is it's decent, but I still like I really like this game. But it, it definitely does have some shortcomings for me. But yeah, and there's so many, but there's so many good parts too. I think that's why it's such a difficult thing to to give a, a fair score to. And it, it, I've actually really struggled with it, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a tough one because I really enjoy this series, but I think it's, I, I think a seven is a pretty fair score for it. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of echo a lot of the stuff that you guys said, you know, and this is based off of the review I'm giving is based off of we mostly focused. I mean, we, we've spent three hours at this point almost talking about this game. And I'm mostly going off of the feelings I feel now when I didn't do a shred of side content. And as you guys are talking, I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking about the experiences you have and how really once you start digging into the side stuff, the main story just becomes a footnote in so many ways it becomes a thing of like oh yeah that happened huh like there's moments in those side quests that feel just as big and fleshed out 
and even more fleshed out. Like I think about, you know, like the serial killer leaving the opera music around of it. Like once you get to the end of that quest, you're like, I did not see it go in this place, but I'm glad we did. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of interesting things there. And I think they fleshed that out. They touched on it a little bit in Arkham city and they touched on it a little bit in Arkham Knight, or I'm sorry, in Arkham uh, asylum. And in this game, I think they really were able to bring that to fruition with some of those darker stories in a way. Um, and I think the side, I think the side quests as a whole outshine the main story. And that's why I'm frustrated because I don't want that to happen. I don't want it to feel that way. I want it to feel like this is the main thing that's like awesome about the game is the story because that's what it was in Arkham City. And that, I mean, that's what it was in Arkham City and that's what it was in Arkham Asylum. We gave Arkham City an eight. I, I gave it an eight because I think at the time it was released, it would have been really easy to say like, oh yeah, it's a 10 out of 10. At the time, I think it was a 10 out of 10. But now going back to it, I don't think it's aged as well. And I don't think it's as timeless as everyone says it is now. I think it had a good period of time where it was like, oh, you can go back to this game at any time. I don't feel that way now. Um, that's just my that's just my personal opinion. You know, I'm just a wannabe, right? <laughs> um, I still think this game, for all of its one or two big flaws... And they're big. The story is not great in a lot of places, and the Batmobile is atrocious for me. Those are two big points. But I feel like in a lot of ways, this game also shines. And there's somewhere weighted beneath, somewhere beneath the two big things that I really don't like. I think there's a really good game here. I'm going to give it the same score as Arkham City. There was a point where I thought I was going to give it a higher score. And that was even, you know, kind of getting to more of the Batmobile stuff. Like whenever you're like trying to the mystery of kind of investigating what's happened to Barbara and you're like tracking it down and, you know, stuff that was kind of done on Arkham Origins and stuff like that. I was like, okay, I'm enjoying this. And then that score quickly goes down from there. So I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it the same score as um, Arkham City because I think the two games kind of balance themselves out in a way but it's frustrating that the story isn't great in this game and the Batmobile. It's just, those are the two biggest complaints I have um, of the other stuff, you know, it just feels kind of nitpicky. So there you have it. That is the wannabes honest opinion. It's plural. Cause we're all, you know, we're all here. Um, gentlemen, thank you for that discussion. Uh, I, I really, really appreciate it. I, I, Ryan, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on, um, you know, for your first podcast appearance here. I've never, I've never had a podcast go over two hours and 30 minutes. Like, so here we are. It's been, it's been a blast. Um, Ethan, you know, you and I were the ones that kind of kicked off this whole Arkham discussion. I think it's safe to say we're, we're both a little Arkham doubt at this point, kind of. I'm not ready to attack yeah. and I'm not ready to attack another campaign. No. I, after I finished Arkham night this evening, I dropped into destiny, played, played a couple, you know, did a couple things. And after we've been talking about it, I, I, more things are coming to mind. It's like all oh, that side quest and like all oh, that thing. And oh, I forgot about that thing. I'm going to spend some more time and try and get some more trophies and try and, you know, do, I'm going to try and explore and I'm going to try and complete the Riddler storyline. Cause I've never done that before. And I actually really liked exploring that this time. So I'm going to go, I'm going to hop back in. And then a few months from now, 
you know, you might hear another, you might hear another review from us. You know, we'll let you know ahead of time whenever we're ready to talk about Arkham Origins because it's underrated. It is, it is more of what Arkham City gave us, but did a lot of interesting story things. I think it's a really cool year one Batman story that you get to play. Um, so be on the lookout for that because that you'll probably you'll probably be seeing that. Um, Ryan, you're more than welcome to join, obviously, on that one. And Mikey, you too. That'd be fun. That'd be a nice, you know, that'd be a fun uh the, it would it would be awesome. You know, we call this show game club. It would be awesome if there was like an actual like group of people that made up the club. It's usually just me and one other person. But I understand, you know, people can't get make commitments. But you know, my my people would be in touch with all of your people. And, you know, we'll, we'll try and make it happen. So, um, yeah, well, yeah, Mikey will, Mike, Mikey will be in touch with you guys to see, you know, if we want to make something else happen. Cause yeah, exactly. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Um, anyways, thank you guys so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, Ryan, do you want people to be able to find you on I social mean, media? It depends, it depends on what they want to do or say. I mean, well, you know, we didn't talk about Mazako guitars. You know what I mean? Oh. Like you, you, you make guitars. You're, you're a Luthery. Um, I'm a Luthier. Luthery. He's, he's a Lutheran. He's a Lutheran. Nope. <laughs> nope. nope. That's, not, a, that's not it. That's he's a not Lu- it. He is a Lutherian. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, where, where can people find you? Uh, Mazako Guitars. Anywhere on the web or social medias. I, everything is at Mazako Guitars. So, uh, Twitter, which I don't do much of, but I do more Instagram and Facebook at Mazako Guitars and also my website, MazakoGuitars.com and on YouTube, uh, also Mazako Guitars. So follow, subscribe, hit the bell, smash the like button, smash it. I like myself way less right now. Nice. I mean, it happens. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, just to know that you're cringing. I mean, I don't know that that's great. That's a great feeling for me. I, I don't know if I've ever felt that. So thank you. Uh, Maestri, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on geek underscore age. That's where we do the Age of Geek podcast. Uh, Ageofgeek.podbean.com is where you'll find all of our episodes there. Sometimes you'll see, uh, well, one Mikey Collins. Uh, on more than a rare occasion, you'll see uh, one Ryan Mazako. And on very rare occasion, we have the wannabe critic himself. So, yeah, go check us out there on Age of Geek and uh, follow us on geek underscore age. Mikey, I mean, we ask this every like every single week. I mean, do you care? What's the deal? I mean, you found me. You, yeah. I'm here. What more yeah. do you want? Yeah, I mean, you've basically this is peak Mikey, and he shows up. He's just plateaued. He's peaked and plateaued. So now every time you see him, this is Mikey in his final form. Drink <laughs> it in, ascended. folks. Yeah, exactly. Drink it in. This is Mikey's final form, and you can find him here on the Wannabe Critic podcast. Also, anything from Wannabe Critic Productions. He pops up all over the place. I don't know how that happens. Someone keeps inviting him. I don't know. How, no people. You know, yeah, I know, I know some people that know some people that invited some people, and that's how it is. I know that when I want to find Mikey, I just have to look in my phone under Miley. <laughs> Every time I go to text Mikey's name, it always I need, I need to change Miley. my contact to that, too. So <laughs> He's Toon Link, because that's what he uses in Smash. He's Toon Link in my phone, so there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. We wanted to give a shout out once more to our Patreon producers for the month of February. Thank you so much. Make sure you peep the links down below to see the various things we got going on. Um, we're, we're busy all the time when we're doing all kinds of different stuff. So definitely check that out. You know who I am. 
I appreciate it. I appreciate all the support. Um, and I appreciate you preparing yourselves for a plethora of hot takes and potentially unpopular opinions. I'm Gabriel Fast. I will always be the wannabe critic. Say goodbye, gentlemen. Goodbye, gentlemen. So Cobra, Cobra Kai never dies. <laughs> Whatever possessed you to check out the podcast or the YouTube channel today, I just want to say thank you so much for doing so. Uh, if this is your first time here, I, I would appreciate it You know, if you would consider subscribing. As you can tell, it's not just me here anymore. I mean, I do do stuff by myself, but the podcast is going to reside here from now on uh, You know, in video form. So if you want to see more content, if you want to be notified, you know, every time we post something, whether it be a clip, a podcast, a review, an interview, whatever it may be, if it's gaming stuff, make sure you click that bell and hit the subscribe button, and uh, we will see you next time. Thanks for sticking around, and thank you for preparing yourselves for a plethora of hot takes and potentially unpopular opinions. I'm Gabriel Fast. I will always be the wannabe critic.